will. Hey, we're back on Octobercast. We said we said goodbye to Alexis Gajasa. And yeah, he's ago, still here. But he's still here. Wait, you guys had pizza. He couldn't so, take a hand. Yeah, just just taze on that and chew away from the mic when you chew. Did anybody try the Hawaiian pizza? I thought it's it was good. Really good. I'm yeah. a little Look wary of, of jalapenos when we're when we got 18 hours to go. Yeah, I, uh, that, that, I, this was my fault. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's good. It was delicious. I think it's awesome. Um, sweet and hot. If if you're just joining us, it's Octobercast. This is our 24 hour marathon episode of this is only a test we do it once a year it's for child's play if you don't know what it is go to childsplaycharity.org and check it out it's a great charity uh they provide comfort to sick kids and we are uh, entering our eighth hour ninth now hour. Ninth, ninth hour this hour. is the start of the ninth hour eight hours a third of the way through and you made a fair point gary that this is the Coasting. easiest third second third is probably the most difficult it's easy to see here and go oh we're one third of the way down but we are the easiest third you sound you're starting to sound a little tired the, the yeah. speak, i speak from Bitter experience. <laughs> okay. The next eight, I think, is going to be tough because it's been overnight, and it will be supported by a lot of uh, Euros and Australians watching. Uh, but the last third, starting at 10 a.m., I think is going to be really exciting. In we'll a way, really it's kind of good. We talked a lot about the wisdom of starting this thing at 6 p.m. instead of 9 a.m. as we did last year. Ten, uh, noon last year. Oh, is it noon? Noon. Okay. Well, there, were, there, were, the, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not this was a wise, wise move. Yeah. And we talked a lot about the pros and cons. I think there are a lot of cons. One of the pros, because I'm trying to desperately look at the bright side here, is that the graveyard shift is kind of the the middle part, and mm -hmm. it's not the end where yes. we're at, at the most desperate. That like, was the get, big argument. If we can in get favor. through the graveyard shift and the sun comes up and we start having the some of our prime time guests coming in, then I feel like we'll get maybe hopefully get that 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 second. What, Alexis is a prime time guest. He's here doing the hard part. <laughs> All right of our now. guests are prime time guests. Damn, dude. Some like, some are more prime time than others. Always right somewhere. Um, also. By oh, ending at 6 p.m. on a Saturday, we get to sleep early okay, uh, and then have a full Sunday. Nice Maybe list. you guys would, without kids do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yes. And, and you know what? I, took, I did take a nap months. earlier today before starting this, so I do... I, do you know? Plan appropriately. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I came in to pick up, make sure that somebody was here to receive the surface. But did not come in until around two o'clock. Well, it came. They came at like 8:55 and tried to, and I wasn't here yet because I thought they didn't oh. deliver before nine. Well, and then I I came back and I just laid down to take a nap, and the moment I fell asleep, the doorbell rang for the That's FedEx good. guy. So that was pretty awesome. Good I had that, that going you for delivered me. Twice. So yeah. given that the um, pistol auction closed. Have yes. we announced the winner of the, that? We have. So the winner of the pistol auction, uh, this is... This this is, is no, we're not selling a real gun. No, a no. Mass Effect uh, replica the made Paladin. by Paladin Carnifex Pistol. Paladin. Yep. Uh, made by Punish Props. Bill Doran. Bill Doran. Uh, as seen on screen right now. Uh, the auction completed. Um, place early. Almost we two raised, hours ago. Chris, Chris Dennehy went big and went for 1500 bucks for the kids. He he did say two to two grand if we would promise to come to PAX. But we Australia. cannot make, we that cannot make it's that too, it's, it's a like I've looked at what it would cost for us to go. To I PAX would love Australia, to go, but it just it, it, ain't, it ain't happening. I don't so. think I can realistically say, hey, yeah, we should go cover some stuff in Australia, and we're going to spend a lot of money doing. I that. mean, it's a stretch some years whether or not we can make it to Seattle. Yeah, Australia yeah, so. is a whole different uh, ball of wax. Congratulations to Chris. Yeah, so go ahead and uh, and and don't and put the fifteen hundred into the chip in so we can update the total and uh, it, we'll it will remain provisional until then. The second bid was eleven hundred dollars. I won't say the guy's name because I don't want him to be super bummed out. But 
if we don't get the chip in uh, in a reasonable period of time, then we'll get in contact with Josh, uh, the second the second highest bid, and we will uh, give him an opportunity to buy the, the pistol as well. All right. And then if that falls through, then we'll just redo the auction on the website some other time. Um, um, so, yeah. I think we're at uh, about $7,800 so far. Seventy-eight, seventy-three currently. Yeah. Which so is a very moving right amount. along. Um, I feel like we're going to ramp up it Saturday a.m., our time. Oh sure. I mean, if you remember the way that the kind of the the, the donation curve went last time was it, it really spiked in the final hours. The, it, the morning it was, was like huge. a flurry of activity. Yeah. Well, it's it's the support, you know, because it's the the pledge of support to finish all twenty four hours. If all the money comes in, we could stop halfway yeah, we, through. Yeah, we have fifty grand now. I just go to it. bed. Screw you yeah, guys. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a good so run. I, I'm really hoping for that that rush at the very end. Uh, plus, of course, the pledging for Joey. Doing his push up. Let's not forget his uh, guns, for guns for kids. So he's basically already halfway there. And yet, I don't know if he's just adding to the drama by saying that he's struggling. I mean, I guess I can believe that after 500 push ups, he started to feel the burn a little bit. <laughs> just 500 push ups? I mean, come on, Gary. You <laughs> drop, drop and give me 500. I couldn't even do five right now. Oh, you could do five. Anybody can do five. Do you go, on, go on then. I've done, I do them all week. I can do five, no problem. I will, I will put $100 in right now if you, go, if you do five real. All the way down. Push-ups. Almost your nose. But they better, 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 better be real. I don't want to see bullshit push-ups. Oh, can we get Cam here to do this? Yeah. Oh, are we going to be able to, uh, wow. to, to, to record this? Oh, my goodness. The promises are being made. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this, is like, this is like Vegas scary coming out. Like in the wee bits of the morning, we get a little I bit just, of crazy you know, Vegas Will, scary. Yeah, Will likes to say things, and I sometimes, you know, feel like he Challenge. needs to be. He, need, he, need, he needs to be taught maybe not to say too many things. Now I want to see real push-ups, not just ninety degrees. Will, no, 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 with the camera. Wait, all hold, the way on, down. hold on, where is all he? The way down. Oh, okay, all the way down. No, no, uh, bend your arms more. Chest to the no, floor. No, he's doing it. I'll give him that. That's an L. Three, four, five. All right, I'll, I'll give him that. Wow. He did five push-ups. All right, that fifth one was there. Uh, Will looks really red. He took yeah. a, He had the <laughs> undo his tie. The fucking camera was on. All right, okay. I gotta, I gotta give you that. Gary, what if I do 20 right now? But the thing is, I'm not gonna be shocked if you can do 20 push-ups. <laughs> I got to put my hundred dollars in here. No, I've seen you at the gym. I've seen you at the gym. I, I know. I can, I can you do. Can, I know you can do. You'd have to do fifty to really impress. By the way, you still going? If I do, no, no, the gym was expensive, man. I can't. You going to a gym? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Just to right, a guy yeah. now. Yeah. Couldn't afford one that's pronounced properly. Yeah, I wonder if I could do fifty. We had we had that uh, that gym membership at Whiskey, oh. and I think there was only like me and Norm went. Yeah, it was so nice. <laughs> well, for a while, so expensive. There were a lot of people going for like two weeks. That's As what always the, the case with gyms. It always happens. And they also had that thing where it was like you had to go at least uh, eight times eight a times month. Eight times a month. Yeah. So twice a week, basically. Yeah, twice a week. Melissa was really uh, strict about that, too. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, Did yeah. she charge people? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember. I won't name names, but I remember seeing some people uh, actually going... Just like to walk in and scan the card, and then they take a shower. Like, <laughs> no, I no, think that defeats the purpose, guys. No, a, a bunch of the uh, towards the end of the month, you'd, you'd see a bunch of them. People just like, like oh, I gotta go like, five times. I got, I gotta go. I gotta just check in. Daniel, I would see you do twice a day. He go for He'd lunch, two a days. Swipe it at lunch. Swipe it after work. He was awesome. He was great. That's crazy. Uh, but you know, but just I, you know, Melissa liked to do her job. You know, she's oh, like, Melissa's, yeah, Melissa's that's a good perk. She she was pretty awesome. She was. Oh, man. Stephen Lynn has upped the ante on Guns for Kids. 
What has he said? He has said, if Joey's already feeling the burn, how about this? $2 for every push-up over 1000 Ooh. All right. What? I just made my $100 payment. You just earned $20 a push-up there, Will. That's Thank you. Thank you very much. For kids. Yourself. It's for the kids. For the kids. I can't take any credit for that. Now, uh, have we seen yeah. the So $2 deposit? for every additional push-up over 1000 That's uh, So Joey needs to do the 1000 He'll make 1000 bucks. Steve Lynn already committed a buck. Yeah, I could, I've, I've confirmed Gary has uh, donated $100. I, I, I do what I say. What I about, what about Chris? Uh, I haven't seen the Chris hit yet. Mm. He might have gone to sleep. He said he was awfully sleepy um, and would donate in the morning. So, like I said, it's provisional. The Paladin Pistol could still be up for grabs if Chris doesn't come through. What's, when, you know. when, how long does he have before you're going to... I'm gonna not going to put an arbitrary... I mean, he's, if he's going to give us $1,500 for a prop, he can have until you know he wakes up, basically. Okay. So. Now, do we want to do our next auction right away? Because uh, we, we can do the one right in front of you. We, we can hey, do, look what's on screen. Well, oh, Joe, guns Joey, for kids. Yeah, Joey's for kids. Oh, he's back. Right. God, Joey is a machine. Joey's going to... I it's hope he doesn't hurt himself. It's all about proper training. So you think that you're some sort of training master? You're Absolutely. Joe Adrian? I, I am a, I'm is a, he doing a specific a amount? Oh, he just hit the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> Joey, oh, live. Always, live, Joey, Are we starting to see the beginning of the end? No, no. Joey's Joey's good. What's the current overall total on push-ups? I can't see the number. We couldn't see the number. 533. It's pretty good. You're halfway there, man. Is he doing a, a, a set number each time, or is it just how many he feels like Okay, so we did the math, and it was 43 per hour if you wanted to go every hour. Yeah. Gear, getting close to October cast, we realized that it would be not possible for him to do 43 every hour because his plan is to take a nap, you know, it, or he, he just needs to take a break right. at some point. Right. So we wanted to start off strong, maybe 50 every hour. And we, in the final days of training, we got him up to doing... 150 an hour, like three quick sets of 50, five minutes spaced apart. Right. Whoa. And so I think he started like that on, on uh, today. Um, and so we got a lot early, and now we're. Yeah, I, I feel like we've seen kind of a micro version of the of the of the 24 hour podcast here because he's kind of burned through the initial ones very <laughs> yeah. easily, and then started <laughs> to hit a wall. Well, quite now, hard. <laughs> it let's, seems let's the like. math. He he has um, 16 hours left. A little okay. less than sixteen hours left. Yeah, he but he's done. Half, he's done more he's than done half. He's done more than half, and he's only used a third of his time. So we need a yeah. calculator. So maybe he could afford oh to goodness. kind of you know he break this down, down a little bit more. Yeah. So, so let's say let 15, himself recover. He has fifteen more sets. Sixty-three push up, push-ups he can do. to go, and he has he has 14, 15, eighteen hours. Fifteen? No, sixteen. A little less than sixteen. Fifteen divided by four hundred eighty. What? How many left? Four hundred sixty-three. Four sixty-three. No, four hundred sixty-seven. Sorry. Oh, God. 15 divided by 460. No, 467 divided by 15. There you go. Other way. Switch that. Reverse it. He needs to do 31 every hour. So he's reduced his average by over 10. Right. Yeah. I got to say, I did underestimate you, Will. As a, as a guy who struggled, how many curls did you struggle to do during no, I bricks? Did the curls I, I was basically, I was taking my physical baseline on you from that. And the fact that you claim that an iPad is too heavy. I'm like, this is, this is a, a, a pretty... I, I, I can go ahead and actually... The, I talked to the doctor about the iPad because, like, I had wrist problems because I was holding it in one hand, gripped like this for extended periods of time. Yeah. And it's, he, said, he said it's a fairly common thing that they see now because people are, instead of... Like, he said the way you're supposed to hold it is, like, is flat on the palm. So instead of tennis elbow, there's it's not, like, It's like tennis elbow wrist, is what he tablet said people wrist are is getting. A thing is, now. Is, okay. is, uh, elbow and wrist problems as a result of iPads being too heavy. This doesn't, Thanks, sound, this doesn't sound sad at all. No, it doesn't at all. Why, is this, <laughs> why does this keep stopping? This is going to be a real nightmare to edit for me. 
because it keeps stopping midway through, and I'm 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 not feeling good about that. Um, so yeah, audio version maybe in the in the crapper at this point. I don't know what's going on in there. I hope the video. Oh, your audio the well. audio is not. It keeps uh, stopping out? on on this computer. I don't know exactly what's going on. But huh. uh, yeah, uh, what do you guys say about taking some calls? Yeah, that's a good idea. Where's, where's Patrick supposed to be here? Uh, he he's stopping and getting donuts, so he may be. Uh, oh, he brought like, donuts I, last I time, didn't phone, he? Actually, so he, there may even be a text message or something for me on there that says, "Hey, I'm." Let me open a pack of Marvel trading cards. Okay. Okay. Because I have plenty of those, and we could yeah, you, good time you sure for you do. Guys to uh, eat some snacks. I forget uh, that I'm. I also have my phone set to automatically go into "Don't bother me" mode in the wee hours of the morning, oh. which is a really a great feature of iOS. <coughs> it's one of the few real winners. Yeah, except when you're doing a 24-hour podcast. Except for when you're doing a 24-hour podcast, you it's might actually bad. want it on the whole time. Um, if uh, you guys want to Skype in, the num the Skype address is just testedcom. T e s t e d c o m. Uh, the calls are going to come in down there. I don't know if the guys in the control room, they may not know how to... Um, hey, Gary, uh, people are requesting... Yeah, I, I know. I'm going to take, you want me to take it away. It's just a, just a nervous habit at this I, point. I know. It's late, and everybody gets some slack. It's not as bad as chewing. Just take it away from me entirely. We'll give it to you back. Is the solution. I'll get... When, it, when, when we do the next Mad Libs, you I'll get it back. Take it get back. The Mad Lib again. All right, so I got six more trading cards here. What do you have this What'd time? What would you get this time? I got a Colossus. Pretty good piece, piece of art. Tested calm. Tested calm for Skype. Joey, Joey you should take the, the product cam, I'm going to quickly show some trading cards. He's making a bottom third for us right now. Oh, wow. Here's a, a Colossus. He's, he's organic metal. How are you holding up up there, Alexis? Doing good. I got a, a Nihilus. Ooh, a villain. I like this. What's your ratio of good guys to villains so far? I mean, I know that there's some crossover. It's, it's Sometimes mostly, people go mostly from being good a villain guys. to a good guy and, and yeah. vice versa. I got a silver surfer. Is that a good card? Is that one of the um, desirables? That would seem to be one of the it's no one of the more desirable cards. Not a foil card per se, but it is a it looks great. There are no foil cards in here, right? I don't know. There, mm. there might be. I got a Spider-Man essential. I got another silver surfer. What is this with these doubles? Wow, two in one is that pack. a lenticular one? Like, may I see that? No, it's not a. No, it's, it's just a regular card. Um, and then I got a Lilith, who's a villain, and Lilith is a she's a bitch. Wow. Why, what's what's Lilith? For, what she's, she's, a, she's a demonic uh, evil. I know, but like, what Marvel corner of the Marvel um, universe? Ghost Rider. Oh, okay, that makes sense. We're getting some calls in here. Uh, we have four call, five calls, four calls. I still like Doctor Doom. Wow, lots of people calling in. Hey, uh, should we do a Mad Lib? Or no, let's take some calls. Let's take some let's calls. Take some I'm calls. Gonna take, uh, Thanks, Joey. Are we, are we ready for a call, guys? Do it. Here we go. Uh, hey, caller, you're on the air. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Welcome to Octobercast. Oh, it's Vivek. Vivek? Yeah. How are you doing? Doing good, man. How about you? Where are you, where are you calling us from? I'm calling from the UK. So it's, it's global. 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. in the morning, yeah. Nicely done. Um, well, so what, what do you have? You watched all of Octobercast so far? Or are you just uh, no? Um, just <laughs> I was there for the start and then uh, drifted off to sleep. That was pretty smart. Uh, so jealous. closed my MacBook down and then uh, decided to uh, rejoin up about hour ago. Okay, yeah, you didn't miss much. You're all right. Alexis <laughs> did okay, right? You know, yeah, Alexis. Well, I spoke to Alexis last week. Well, I did not spoke to Alexis. Uh, I donated when he did uh, squats. I gave him five. 
dollars a squat. You did ten squats. squats. Oh, nicely done. Oh, that's right. I do remember that part. People are starting to get really concerned about me and Drew's like physical state. Oh, thought they like, thought you were having like le- leg con- I, I, contusions. And I mean, stuff. We were just sitting there the whole time, and it's like people were just like, "You gotta get up. You gotta get up." <laughs> Drew, <laughs> do some Drew squats. Robot, do some. Yeah, that, so was the, that was the other popular uh, going thing. Was going. Drew just was robot mode. You know, pretty much the entire time, it, his expression was the same. Have Have you ever been like around Drew when he's at a con or something? Like when we went to um, when we, he came to CES with us, he is an unstoppable killer. I mean, just to be clear, all of our producers at Whiskey were unbelievable rock stars, and like when oh, we yeah. go someplace that's that we're working horrible, horrible hours, those guys always pull the worst of it. And and you know they'll, they'll, they'll the whether it's Drew or Joey or Thomas or whoever would take late 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 shifts cutting videos so there'd be something fresh for the morning and then sleep a little bit and then come back out in the evening or on the floor and oh, and, yeah. and work a whole whole other twenty hour day, um, but Drew like it wears everyone everyone uh, wore everyone else down. Drew is seemingly unstoppable. Like it it, it, it he's he just. It, <laughs> He was the same on Friday as he was on Monday at CS. Yeah, and CS is a hard show. Yeah. I mean, especially the way we Yeah, we I do seem to remember him being like chipper. Unflappable. I think yeah. I think I finally saw him break a little bit towards the end of our marathon when we dropped him off at his house. It finally oh. started to lose a little Did bit. Did you of drive? Help. I, my brother picked me up. Oh, okay, that's good. I yeah, drove that's a smart way to That go. was really <laughs> dumb. You did? That's, a, that's did. not smart. Uh, you should just take should, a cab. You should just yeah. leave the car, right? I might have someone drive my car. That would be a so smart idea. You probably should. Yeah. Oh, hey, Vivek, you're still there. I forgot yeah. you were talking about Yeah, to I was going to say, so is Gary going to bring uh, his little one on saying that uh, Alexis managed to bribe people by bringing a kid on? Um, I, I did consider it because, you know, cute babies and stuff, especially yeah. for a children's charity, you think that might help drive donations. Uh, unfortunately, um, she's not well. Oh. And so, uh, you know, she needs to Sick stay baby. home and, and, and recover. We're yeah. not going to yeah. expose her to... Uh, there's no no need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I would uh, I, I would love to have I would love to have had her on here. She, I'm sure she would have been a great asset. But uh, unfortunately, the timing is uh, not well, is not ideal. You know, it's not like this is some celebrity charity where you need, where you need to exploit your children to the most potential. <laughs> I'm to, quite uh, happy to, to to exploit them if it helps other children. But uh, in this particular case, um, she's. Uh, I feel bad enough just being away because she's not well and poor Leah's stuck at home taking care of her. But. Uh, well, you'll be back soon enough. Another 18 hours and you can oh, go. God. Only 18 16 hours, hours and you can go home. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just for Will, the um, IRC saying kill the forums. Yes. Please. <laughs> please don't kill the forums. Please please don't kill the forums. Do you guys so, have an IRC channel? We do have it? an IRC channel. Oh, okay. We don't talk about it much because we don't want to kill the Why forums. Why is IRC still a thing? Like, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of cool that it's like one of the earlier parts of the internet is still around it's but like easy real-time chat yeah i mean I it guess. works everywhere yeah. yeah it's well, like why is usenet well usenet's still around for porn is, is piracy, usenet still around yeah it's it's pretty much a pirate wow i remember usenet back in the day i didn't know it was still going yeah but remember usenet used to be like the world's shittiest message boards before message boards were any good right you would go in and it was all about die barney die 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 or hating will wheaton i, or I used to remember hanging out in like alt dot games dot yeah. whatever yeah it was really a cesspool even then. It's even worse now, I think. I haven't been on Usenet in a few years, though. So. IRC is also great because like, you can program it to like the bots inside of it to do stuff for you. Like That's how we deploy our sites, you know, uh, and that kind of stuff. Dave but. yelled at me when I told people that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been said many times. Okay. Everybody does this kind of <laughs> stuff, you know, like, you know, but 
you, you can make stuff, stuff happen. IRC yeah. is part of our business plans. Yeah. That's the scary part. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a and and it's a it's a actually a good way. Like it's how I find out when the site's down or when we're getting attacked by spam or something like that. The guys sure. in the tested chat, let me know and and we can come in and help clean it up. So if I if I wanted to get into IRC, I guess you need to get a client, right? How yeah. do you how do you do it? Well, since you're a Mac guy, it's real easy. There's a client called Textual that you can buy from the Mac App Store for like four bucks or something. And okay, it's fantastic. There's uh, there's also a free one. I call it. It's called Colloquy. Yeah. Oh, I'm using it at the moment on my Mac. That's good. And then how do you find mm. channels to hang out in? Most stuff seems to be on Freenode. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, aim your... Oh, QuakeNet? No, no. QuakeNet. Yeah. Quake, Quake, Pound Quake was a channel on Fnet back in the day there, Junior. Wow, this um, is very, some very old school internet chat here. Uh, yeah, you aim, your, aim your IRC browser at irc.freenode.net and, uh, and then just uh, join. And the funny thing is, the hashtags... I assume that the hashtags on Twitter became hashtags because the IRC channels are pound signs beforehand and it's you know it's supposed to be topical I like I, I gotta think that mm -hmm. there's some sort of connection there but yeah I had to remember all the like all the all all the, the, Nick, IR, the Nick, IRC the surf, etiquette, yeah. The Nick serve stuff. That's, that's all new. Trying to remember all that kind of stuff, and yeah. Well, Fnet didn't yeah. have. I was always an Fnet guy, and mm. we didn't have Nick serve stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you can also use Adium, I think, to to join. You can. You know, I've so done that before. So, if you don't want to have to use another client, um, you can also compile textual yourself if you want to. That seems a little. Yeah, crazy. that's something I'm gonna do. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of programs out there. Uh, you guys are tech people. Just, I'm really just, not. Gary's, Gary's not. not it's no, Gary's not going to compile anything. Just, just download Xcode <laughs> and, you know. Except for diapers. Check out the Git source code and just yeah. press run. I, I If I wanted to spend all day, I could do that. Or I could pay $4 and get the compiled version from the App Store and be happy about it's that. Kinda, it's kind of it's fun to do it. It is. I, I once compiled Gentoo for mm -hmm. my, like, from scratch all the way. That took a weekend. Yeah, that's, I don't have a yeah, free weekend textual anymore. Textual compiling about two minutes I'm on not, SSD, I'm not, you know, so. I'm not talking about yeah. the time it took to run. I'm talking about making it actually work as a real operating <laughs> system. And then when I got it all done, I was like, sure. man, this isn't that much faster than fucking Debian or whatever the whatever Linux I was running at the time. So I I, I never did that again, yeah. actually. I don't mess with um, that. Vivek, do you have a question for us while we got you on the line? Yes, you, guys, um, you asked us yeah. two questions. Well, I mean, we so, got, give um, one more. It's late. We got time. So last, uh, last time I spoke to you guys on Octobercast, it was about getting an iPhone for my mom. Okay. And uh, we, f we finally got her an iPhone 4, and she's loving it. But um, oh, I had a question about the iPad mini. So we all have iPads in the house now, and she always nicks ours to go watch YouTube videos and surf the web and stuff. And uh, we're just wondering, is the iPad mini worth it, or is a Nexus 7 comparable? Because they're around the same size. It's just it's $100 more, isn't it? Are, are if she's already used to using an iPad, I probably would just give her the smaller version of what she already knows how to use. And, and are you guys invested in an Apple ecosystem, App Store, and, and iTunes and stuff like that? Uh, the rest of us are. Um, for her, she hasn't really got into it that deep. But, okay. uh, um, I, you, I, can do, you can do all the uh, like iTunes home sharing stuff, too. Yeah. If you're in the same building, you know you can all trade apps. And yeah, can, I think you if know. you've already got iPads in the house, it just makes sense to kind of have more of the same things that they can all... I, I would to each other, I would I say give it a give it a I mean it, at this point you're not going to get in on the initial wave of orders so there's no point in uh, there's no no reason not to wait and see what reviews look like and when people I mean because the thing is that even the hands-on that people who go to the, the launch event get is maybe 30 minutes or an hour and you're fighting sure. for space with other people in the press and I mean you really don't know how this kind of stuff works until you have time to actually use it as a human being would so um so yeah, I, I would say uh, 
hang back. I mean, it, you're not going to lose anything by waiting two weeks. So. Yeah, exactly. I think I might take her down to an Apple store so she can get one in her hands and that, see if she likes it. That is a good idea. That is absolutely always a good idea. idea. Yeah. Well, excellent. Thank you for calling in, Vivek, and uh, and thanks for supporting Octobercast, man. Yeah, and um, everyone should donate. Um, I donated earlier today. I'll probably do another donation later on. Excellent. Oh Thank Thank you you so much, That's sir. what we need. More thank people you. like you. Let's have another. Yeah. Before, another we take, call. before we take the next yeah, call, let me also oh, wait, thank, hold on. thank him so much for the money for the squats because oh, that yeah. really helped me out. Before, yeah, of course. What do you think is harder, push-ups or squats? Push-ups. Push-ups, yeah. You squats, your legs you use all the time. Yeah. The, the squats felt so good. Like, it was the best thing I did that, that entire time. Just <laughs> get that blood flowing. You guys should do it. That's the thing. We should really squats get up are and, like, move around a bit more fart. than we are, than we're doing. No, no, no farting. <laughs> no Go farting. to the other room. Oh, okay. Contain um, yourself. Let's uh, auction off or announce our next oh, auction. Oh, we have okay. another. Ro- that's right, because the, oh. the pistol is actually closed. Surprise, it's something so we have a new item. Been in the shot the entire time. Oh. Hiding in plain sight. Dun, dun, dun. And this is very, very cool. I, I like this. So this is actually something that Will made Hi, with the MakerBot replicator. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'll tell you a little about it. It's PLA plastic. It is a design off of Thingiverse. I wish I had thought to look up the guy's name who made the original design. I think it was Mazer. Uh, Manor, uh, Emmett, okay. Emmett. Let me hold while you um, talk. So yeah, so oh, I was going to rotate it so people could see, but yes. Um, so what it is is a uh, it's a set of gears in the shape of a heart, and the gears are interlocking gears. So when you rotate it, um, you can rotate it, and it and it spins relatively fluidly. Now this is the first one of these I printed. It's a PLA one. It's um, and then I took uh, well essentially Bondo filler spray spray filler. Um, and coated it until it was smooth, so it doesn't have the lines that normally 3D printed stuff looks like. Uh, and then put it, put painted red enamel over that. Um, and and so there's there's two options here. One is that you can I will be happily sell you this one. Uh, alternately, if you don't mind waiting a little bit, I will make a much better looking one in a couple of weeks because this is literally the first thing I've spray painted in about 10 years. It is kind of cool, though. I mean, I the fact that the, it all the, basically works is pretty impressive. Oh, it just rotates and spins, and it's really cool. We have a much bigger one on the set behind us um, that uh, uh, Brie from MakerBot gave us. Um, that one's not for sale. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think it's I think what's cool. What's cool about this one is because of uh, the primer and the paint job, it actually does not look like something that you made with the MakerBot. Yeah. It, it looks... It looks kind of more handmade. Yeah. It, well, it was... I mean, the paint... It has probably 20 coats of primer on to blow through the... Um, uh, 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 fill in the gaps and make them all smooth. And then I sanded... Uh, and there's some drips in the paint. And like I said, I'm, I normally wouldn't sell it. But uh, if people are interested in that... Uh, yeah. So if you want to bid on this, let's see it for an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, so until 4 a.m., uh, PDT. Yep. Uh, send an email to tips at tested.com. St- hold on. How much more stuff do we have? Do we want to run this until six? No, let's do this and then we can skip. We can have like, a no let's auction let's period. Let's, we have, let's we have do it until six because we can do it during brick. It's good. We'll close it after brick. Okay. We can do this until yeah. six. Okay. Um, and just send an email to tips at tested.com with gear heart in the subject line plus the amount you want to bid. We'll, we'll give an announcement for what the bids are like and so you'll know what the, uh, what the minimum should be. Um, so we don't get spam, but it's very cool. The heart totally works. It is totally self-contained. And it's and pretty shiny. I'll probably put a clear yeah, coat on it, top of it just to. I think it, it looks kind of like like if you go to a museum that has like an exhibit on the human body, uh-huh. right? And they have those models. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things. But just to be clear, I mean, I did a bad job painting it. There's some places where the primer shows through. There's some cracks in the enamel. So 
like I said, if you, I'll, we'll send you pictures of it. If you'd rather have one that's better, finished better, I'm happy to do it again. I mean, the nice thing about the 3D printer is we can print another one and then I can just primer it again. But this one looks really nice. There. And we I can, think we can sign it. I think this one's pretty good. I, th- I, think, it, I think there's a, it's a really good charm to it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want it to look super polished. That's no, right. That's true. So, yeah, uh, 3D printed heart. I'm going to put it right here in front of the laptop where everybody can see. Unless you want to play, Gary. Uh, no, I've seen it before. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> are we, is there a minimum bid, or are we just letting people kind of decide what, how, what, where they want to start this thing? Yeah, let's, whatever they start. Uh, bid in dollar increments, please. Well, they, they have, we have to start, with, start at $20. Okay, that's reasonable. Okay, that's good. Because it's probably $10 worth of plastic and a whole lot of my time. So but as sanding. a but as you know, for a tested fan, no, as, a, as an artifact, and if they want us, we'll sign it or whatever people want. Yeah, there you go. You can sign it too. Yeah, Even so better. it's a piece of kind of art. Um, I you know we haven't done what we what we're testing, and I actually tested something that I think is phenomenally cool this week. So I'm going to bury it in the darkest hours of the night, so that nobody ever actually hears what's going on and what this thing is. Uh, TiVo real quietly released this product called the Stream a few weeks ago. Uh, and the only way I found out about it was, you know, when you're in the TiVo menus, they have these little ads at the top. Mm-hmm. And I generally don't like the ads. I usually ignore them. But it popped up with a what was very clearly a $50 from Sam. Sam has bid $50. So that's, that's where we're at with the heart right now. Um, awesome. That is really cool, actually. Uh, I was expecting to sit at $20 for a long I figured I'd have to buy it myself. Uh, there was a <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like your mom at a date auction bidding on you. Y- yes, thanks, Norm. <laughs> Will with the tux. The heart is me. <laughs> I'm wearing a tux. Will with the oversized tux. Um, so so uh, the TiVo stream, what you do is you plug it into your router. It's just a little box. It's like Apple TV sized. And you plug it into your router. And then then from any iPad or iPhone on your Wi-Fi network, you can. And Alexis, you're free to go if you, you want to. I'm going to go right off. after I hear about this TiVo. Yeah, okay, you, you clearly piques his interest. I'm kind of actually oh, interested in Patrick, this. I just got an ETA on Patrick in five. He is on his way. All Sweet. right. Um, awesome. The uh, What it does is it lets you stream internet, uh, a video over Wi Fi from any of the TiVo boxes in your house. Right. So anything that's on DVR, if it's live and there's a tuner free on one of the boxes, you can watch anything that's going on on the DVR. From your iPad or iPhone within using the, the TiVo app within the same network, but wait, there's more. You can also uh, grab video from the iPad uh, from the TiVo and cache it on the iPad if you want to go on an airplane and watch TV shows there. Now, this doesn't seem like a lot if you're use, using like Xfinity or something like that, and you have the fancy cable box and you do the Xfinity app. But that stuff traditionally hasn't worked very well, and also you can't take that with you. So if you're someplace out of your out of your away from the internet, it just doesn't work. If you're on an airplane or something like that, um, and the benefit is, um, yeah, you you can cache that video locally. Previously, to do that, you had to copy it off of the TiVo, put it on a computer, uh, sync the iPad with your with iTunes or whatever, and it was an enormous hassle. And it actually took many multiple hours usually to do the compression because it had the H two sixty four. So are you caching it on the fly, or is it ca- is it like compressed on the box, and then you're downloading it to your iPad to keep it? So on the box, typically they save um, 
they typically save at whatever the cable company provides. Okay. So it comes in with a cable card as digitally digitally encrypted. Okay. They take the same bit rate that it comes in on and save it on the hard drive. So, oh, so it does have a drive on it. So it has right. a hard drive on the TiVo. Okay. okay. Um, what this does is does the transcode. It ha- I, I, I haven't done the research yet, but my assumption is that this box has an H.264 encoder um, so that it... Uh, it, it it converts what is probably too high a bit rate and too big sure. a file for from the DVR into something that's more friendly for the iPad or okay. iPhone. Uh, and I think that they're going to have uh, Android versions of this before too long as well. So, oh, right on. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and transcoders are getting way faster. It is crazy fast. We're, like, you guys loaned us one. That thing that thing is so great. People, well, I mean, people at Giant Bomb have been like, man. Like Thursday night throwdowns go up within a few minutes. It like, takes you know. the upload is the long time now, yeah. not the transcribe. Right. No, totally. Um, you know, I we do video podcasts every week, and it's two, two, two or three hours. And I mean, I got to a point where I was trying to cluster eight Mac Pros together to to encode a little tiny bit faster. And you right. you just don't like. There's always another bottleneck, whether it's the CPU speed or the yeah. network speed or the sure. hard disks or whatever. Um, and and being able to just plug that thing into the box and. It's like a five hundred dollar box, which seems like a lot for a normal person, but compared to the amount of time I've spent doing I, you've video saved, encodes, you save so it in time. no time. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, TiVo Stream. I think it's it's pretty cool. It's a little bit expensive. It's one hundred and twenty bucks, but if you are like Gina saw that and was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing! We have to we have to get this right now," because she gets on airplanes a lot for work. How and much is it? $129, but there's no oh, right fee now. associated oh, with it. Sure. It's part of your normal TiVo oh, sub. Probably has like a laptop drive in it or something. Uh, no, it has no drive. So it streams it directly across the network from the TiVo into your into your iPad. Oh, okay. It doesn't cache stuff locally. Okay. Um, we got another bit on the heart. It's up to 150 bucks right now. So Oh, wow. That's already uh, off to a great stop. So yeah, wow. uh, keep, it, keep, keep it going. Alexis, thank, thank you so much you. for coming I'm by. I'm going to take off. Always thank a pleasure, you, sir. Thank yeah, you, thanks for coming. Uh, Hope we had fun. Hope you learned the, something. Between the Halo Marathon and now this is pretty yeah. sterling uh, effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that thing was fun, you know, and uh, so good luck to you guys. Excellent, dude. Yeah, thanks, we're gonna thanks need for it. coming by. Yeah. Uh, we're, 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 I think, keep, keep your chin up. Yeah. You know, the worst hey, uh, part. Uh, hey, Gary, uh, nice job on Walking Dead, too. Oh, thank you very yeah, much. That's, I just finished that like, I'm last glad you, night. I'm glad you enjoyed it. We've got one more episode to go, the big finale. Yeah. It's going to get emotional. Yeah. So. Oh, and uh, anybody on the stream, like, thank you for donating to our thing last yesterday, um, last week. Last week, yeah. I'm definitely starting to run out of a little juice. No, You're, are you taking a cab home? I hope. I'm gonna. Or bus I'm, gonna or? I'm gonna be fancy. I'm gonna use Uber. Oh, yeah. excellent! Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the way to go. Uber, yeah. probably the safer mm. way to go. Yeah, this at this hour, yeah, I'm not gonna stand out there. Oh, oh, again, we got so. a bidding war. It's up to two hundred dollars. Let's not let's not do let's do updates. Well, I think Incomments. we should update. You know, it's a, it's okay. a conversation for people listening after the fact. Okay, okay, that's a that is a perfectly valid point, Chan. I'm gonna go back into the chat. Um, so uh, we will go uh, take another call soon. Um, Patrick Norton is on his way. Uh, on route. Let's do a quick station ID. Uh, this is Octobercast, 24 hours of podcasting. Uh, and the place to donate is tested.com forward slash donate. That's um, it. You know what? The, the most difficult part isn't the mental fatigue. It's not the hoarseness of your voice. It's the eyes. Your eyes the dead get, eyes? The, no, the eyes get really tired. Gary really has kind of dead eyes right I now. I think the worst part is all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? People are, people are paying and donating to see us suffer. That's how much they love us. Well, suffer... 
and and being forced to entertain. Yes, and the totalizer makes it all worth it. We're up to uh, uh, over eight thousand dollars already, oh, which is uh, which is very cool indeed. And, and I don't think we've uh, even received that. Um, and that's not even yeah, that's not even including the uh, the fifteen hundred dollars that we raised for the Mass Effect festival. So we're actually closer to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, we're on the cusp of ten grand. If uh, assuming that the fifteen hundred dollars very impressive. Um, anything you guys have been testing this week while we're uh, Uh, well, I so as you know, well, I am a sucker for the shit that I see advertised on TV infomercials, like the old Brooklyn Lantern. The old Brooklyn Lantern. Well, here's the thing. I actually feel like I've had a, a, a run of luck recently with the As Seen on TV products because I have, in, in, over the years, been suckered into buying a lot of bullshit. A lot of just crap. You don't say. That just ends up taking up space in the kitchen drawers until I eventually throw it away or whatever. Uh, but I've had, a, I've had some good luck lately. First with the um, old Brooklyn Lantern. It's an LED lantern that's made out of tin. Yes, and it has come in invaluably uh, especially for late night baby feedings I can see that when you want just a little bit of light but not too much and uh, what else did I get that I was very pleased with uh, there was well, one of them else. sitting right in front of you right now well that, that's the third thing though there was oh. something in between that I had, a, I had another there was a second thing that I got something you want to talk about on the podcast last week but didn't get a chance to no that's this thing I don't remember this. it will come to me but anyway the most recent one is this Tupperware. Mr. Lids. What is now, Mr. Lids? As, uh, if you're like me, you have a terrible problem with plastic Tupperware containers yes. and the lids go missing and they don't fit and you end up with like mismatching lids. You have a whole... C- Here is the shot. stroke of genius. The lid is attached to the plastic Can you tub. still stack? And you can still stack, yeah, because they just oh. go in and the lid just flaps over. Wow. And so... Do they actually um, seal airtight? I, oh, Yeah. I bought a shitload of Oh, you of put these. water in it. I saw it at your house. Yes, we put water. Leah tried, oh, but they're not really airtight. And she filled up with water and actually she was like, oh, I guess it is. Can you put she it in the dishwasher? She was like the infomercial person going, well, this can't really be airtight. Skeptical. Fill oh, wait, sauce. hold on. It actually does work. I've been convinced. So, um, yeah, I bought a shitload of these. Can you put them in the dishwasher? Oh, yeah. Dishwasher safe. Uh, made in USA. BPA free. How, how, how did no one... Think of this. Exactly. This makes That's no what sense. I'm saying. There must be a Surely someone had benefit. thought of this before. No, here comes Mr. Lids. Well, probably fusing the blue plastic to the clear plastic is a technical challenge of some kind. Perhaps. Like, what's so. it attached okay, to? Well, it, it could like well be a is it glued? Um, it says patent pending, so they must feel like there oh, is some patent, patent. pending. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we can take another call. Joey, also, microwave or? and dishwasher safe. I just uh, saw yeah. it here on the bottom. Oh, so you can put in the microwave. Place place made in the USA. There isn't enough stuff like that. It's we true. like things that are made in America. All right. Uh, Mr. Lid. I have got a caller on the line. It's killing me trying to remember what the other thing that I bought from Let's TV was. Well, that I thought that actually in. worked out quite well. I'm going to go with uh, Fat Tony 12,000. Hey, Fat Tony. How are you doing? Welcome to October. I'm doing just fine. Can you hear me? We can hear you. You sound lovely. It's Excellent. Great, I'm trying out this um, brand new clip-on mic, so I just wanted to make sure I had it set up okay. Oh, what kind of is it? A condenser mic? Is it a... Uh... It's a Valier. Oh, okay. Very good. So nothing, nothing fancy, but that's not important. I just want to say great job to all you guys, all the guests that you've had. You're doing a great job, and you're doing you're doing oh, good work. Thank, thank you, you so much, Tony. Uh, it's, it's always good to hear from you. And, and, are, you, and uh, are you having a good morning over there? It is a good morning. It is quarter to 11. So like last caller, I'm in uh, sunny England right now. I actually, unfortunately, missed the first few hours um, oh. of your stream. I know, I know, but you 
you picked a bad time for me, I'll say. But um, there was I'm, a bad time for everyone, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. When you do twenty four hours, it's, it's somebody's yeah. going to get screwed. And... Oh, that's what it was. Oh, Chat goodness. just reminded me, and you enjoyed it. The uh, perfect tortilla pan. See, you oh, did, I did want like to talk about tortilla tortilla even you podcast. enjoyed that. I, I like that thing too. I'm impressed with those. I'm, I'm not going to buy them. So but... three in a row. I feel like the next thing I order off TV is going to be shitty <laughs> because I had the Brooklyn Lantern, which I liked, Mr. Lids. And the perfect tortilla pan, three in a row. That means I am the you're, average is going to get knocked out. For another yeah, the next thing is going to is going to kill me or something. That should be a segment for the next um, the next year. Buying live, oh. uh, as seen on TV items. Well, the problem is it takes six weeks for them to show up. So yeah, yeah. But what uh, I, I think what right. I might do is get a bunch of stuff. If, uh, if we had PAs, we could send them out. We could make a list and send them out to Walgreens. Send them to the SCN TV store. Right. Or 24 hour Walgreens, yeah. yeah. And, and have them come back and with just stuff. come back with a bunch of shit. Bring that back we what you can. Look at. Yeah. Oh, hey, we have another guest online. Uh, Tony, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, any last questions for us before we uh, sign up? Ba- he barely even had a question. Yeah. I, I did have just something a little bit um, maybe philosophical to put by you guys. All right. If you could spend an hour with any human being from throughout all of history, all of time, whether it's a scientist, a philosopher, a family member, dead or alive from all of history, spend an hour with them. You can both understand each other, so language isn't an issue. Who would you pick to have an hour of conversation with? Hold on, hold on. What is the context of this hour spent with a person? What do you mean? Uh, like, entirely you... your discretion. They just appear in front of you. They, you don't have any weirdness. If they've been brought back from the dead, they're not a zombie. They're just there with you from their own time talking, talking to you. Is it like a picnic in the park? Is it? It's whatever you, know, you want. You choose the setting. I feel like trying to qualify you're, this. Yeah, too you're much. making this well, a the details. Making this anything weird, you man. want. It's for a, anything you want. Anything that's comfortable for you. The conversation is about precisely what you want it to be about. The important thing is who do you want to talk to to get a uh, get some more insight into into this wonderful thing we call life. Gary Witter. I don't know. It's a very broad question, isn't it? It is pretty broad. Yep. Well, come back to it later, maybe, if you've got stuff to get yeah, to. Yeah, let me... Uh, I, I feel like an, a, a, just an instant answer won't be my best one. Let me think about it, and I'll, I'm sure I'll have like something Like, the easy answer later. is Abraham Lincoln or Why? Gandhi or somebody Why? like that. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, you pick over a broad Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, you know, some sort of prophet. Some sort of prophet. <laughs> but I, I'm going to say right now that it's, it's probably Patrick Norton. For, for, for the next hour for me. Oh, how, how convenient. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks, that Tony. That's pretty good. Congratulations, by the way, Will. I oh, didn't you, hear that news until you, uh, until you announced it. That's great job. Excellent. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, maybe we'll talk to you later on in the evening. Sounds or morning, good. as the case yeah. should be. Thanks, sir. Whatever it is. Bye. Hey, Patrick. How are you doing, Mr. Norton? I'm Hold good. the chair and sit as well. I will. Well, thanks for being late. Oh no worries. We're we're not going anywhere. It turns out. <laughs> um, so while uh, while Patrick's getting settled in, it's time. We'll remind everybody that we're doing Octobercast. It's twenty four hours. If this is only a test, we're doing it to raise money for Child's Play. Woo-hoo. If you would like to donate, go to tested.com slash donate. The bottom of the page is a little widget, and it'll tell you how much money we've raised so far. And we are right around eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand and ninety two dollars. And again, awesome. when you uh, add on the some of the auction items, uh, closer to. Uh, they're still pending. Can we get Close a check the on the grand. auction? Uh, uh, it looks like 200 bucks for the auction right now. We're selling a 3D printed heart that I filled and painted. It's right there. Yeah, it's, it's right, right in front right of right you. Front. you know, I, I we hid it in plain it. sight. It's, it's very cool. It's, it's a gear heart. I'm not. <laughs> you, I'm, sorry. I'm just thinking of Amelia Gearhart and then it's going downhill. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. Too soon. It's only it's been 80 or 100 years. 120 years. Um, oh, hello. I blame you. 
Oh, see, <laughs> we should we got to talk about this because this cold brew thing. It, it's one of those things. It seems like a, it's a good idea, but you um, like cold brew. I, I like cold brew, but I make it myself. As Gary's going to no doubt. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of good cold brew that you can buy in bottles. It doesn't hold up very well, though. It, that there's stuff that, is, uh, that the, stuff uh, is the okay. La, La Colum one that you can buy in their vending machines. Yes. That, those are great. You're drinking that. You're drinking that thing. Uh, that straight now. I may be. No, at this point, I'm still mixing it fifty-fifty yeah. water. Okay, and coffee. I was gonna say, good God, you can actually do like you when you get the concentrates. Me, like, you have to try this. It's the most amazing thing ever. We, and, and it's like motor oil tipping in a freaking test it's tube. It's called clear. the black blood of the earth. Yeah, and speaking and, of which, we should. Is, is it time? <laughs> I don't know if it's a good no, idea. It's too early still. Yeah, four o'clock is too early. It's it's three o'clock. We got plenty some of time. Hot coffee. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna get some hot coffee. Be right. I, I actually would like some hot coffee. Would you hot coffee well, me too while you're up nope, there? Nope, nope. I'm only hot coffee myself. Wow, team player. Um, I only have two hands. Patrick Norton. We sure. should introduce you. Tech, you from uh, you. You've worked for a long time in many many old. different capacities. Uh, uh, I think I first met you on screensavers years and years ago, and you didn't know who I was because I was an underling at Maximum PC at the time. Uh, at that point, I was so terminally confused. At, at, at we at that point, probably we'd gone through. We'd gone from like I think I was employee fifty something at at Tech TV, which was EDTV, and then uh, we launched two months later, and there were four hundred and fifty employees in the building. Yeah, and you know we churned about two hundred people a year for a year and a half. So I was pretty confused up until around two thousand. That's, that's a like that. That was a time where people were. I mean, even at Future, <laughs> we were hiring and 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 losing like incredibly fast. People it was were the moving in. Years. Yeah, I mean you have a. 24-year-old college graduate with most of a degree in literature telling you that, oh, well, I really can't accept a job for less than 55000 in equity in the company. And yeah. it's like, well, great, you go find that job. Good luck. And when it's gone in six months, you come back here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, uh, and of course now you're at Techzilla doing, uh, Revision 3 doing Techzilla, mm-hmm. which is now part of Discovery. And yeah, you guys had an exciting, we've had an exciting, we both had exciting years for the same <laughs> reason in different ways. We were both acquired. Yeah. Well, or the, the companies both of us were for, for acquired. So yeah, uh, Revision 3 was bought by Discovery back in May, June, mm-hmm. earlier this year. Seems right, yeah. Seems uh, like about two years ago, but it was probably four months, five months. Yeah, it was, it was kind of really surreal because, I mean, I used to work for Ziff Davis in magazines. And Ziff Davis is a pretty big company and it had a, you know, like three or five floors at one Park Avenue in New York City. And, and I ended up being part of a, you know, it, it was a Q&A session for Discovery employees, but I, I like to think of it as the what the hell did we just buy introduction for, for Discovery. So I go out to Silver Springs with, with uh, my boss's boss, Ryan Vance, and Jim Lauterbacher, CEO, and, and uh, a couple other folks. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting in there, and there's like 200 people in the room, and there's like 600 people watching live. And I'm sitting here, <laughs> and I'm like, so this is one of like five offices, and this is 11 or 15 stories and covers like two and a half blocks or something in Silver Spring. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, <laughs> they have 6,000 employees, and when, we have 51. When you're like, hey, what? What is this studio where you shoot? And they're like, no, this is just where we do the company meetings. Yeah, yeah, that's always exciting. Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> Not a lot of requests to turn oh. Patrick's uh, microphone. Oh, okay. I wondered if we were. Uh, Joey up or, or up? <laughs> up? No, up. No, that'll up, that'll up, come up. later. Don't worry. Here. Yeah. Is is right better? now, oh, people want to hear more. Oh, you can get up on it too. That that works too. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. Uh, so yeah, how, how's 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 Patrick doing, man? Patrick's a little crazy. We got a six month old at home. Uh, still working on. We bought a house last year, so we're still working on the house. You guys are uh, over on, in the in the east now. Yeah, East Bay, East okay. Bay Pride. The uh, I'm uh, I'm kind of enjoying. Don't tell my wife I said this because she grew up listening to Detroit and uh, Sparky Anderson. Uh, cause her 
my wife's grandfather's Detroit and uh, lived in Detroit most of his life. But I'm, I'm kind of watching. I'm kind of enjoying watching the Giants kick the snot out of Detroit. It's yeah, nice, that's isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. We got it. Fingers crossed. Well, yeah. And I was sitting there. The other thing was like, I, I, look, I'm, I live in the East Bay. I'm, I'm, I'm an A's fan for any of a number of reasons. But the, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, Zito learned how to pitch again. Zito destroyed. <laughs> well, Zito he can't throw fast. Still can't throw fast. It did it matter he, on Saturday? He has more than two pitches. But he can do a little bit of hitting too, which is, uh, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I was just remember being like, oh my goodness, where did that come from? Like Zito hasn't pitched like that since he played for the A's, and I was just, wow. Um, so yeah, it's probably enough sports ball for the general audience yeah, of the October cast. We, we, so we recorded um, last week's podcast during I think what game six of the NLCS, maybe game five of the NLCS. Can't remember. It was near the end, um, but we're right next door to Mars Bar, yeah. which is a, a very popular watering hole for watching the baseball game. It turns out it has been for a long time. Yeah, and and I mean, let me tell you, when we're sitting here and the ball game's on. Even if we're we like we forget to put on the radio, like you know when something good happens for the Giants because right. you feel it through the wall. Um, it's been it's been a good base. It's been a fun baseball season. San Francisco when the Giants are playing in the postseason is always fun because you know it's, it's so many new jackets. Yes, brand new, fr- fresh off the store. Well, I have to the the one real downside of where our office is located on Third Street mm-hmm. is, uh, and and I kind of hate baseball season for the simple fact that I have to get around. The stadium. Ooh. I have to go up Third Street around the stadium to, you know, if I'm driving home or if I'm taking the ferry home. And it's just like, you sit there and it's like, it's crosswalks, people. It's really simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a and four-way intersection. And the cops don't help. The, well, <laughs> the cops just send the people on. It's really... No, it's even better when the SFMTA, there's like a thousand people in the middle of an intersection, uh, two muni trains coming, and like four SFMTA cops, like talking in a corner to each other ignoring like all of the mayhem that's going on and i'm just yeah, like well, yeah it's all fun and games until somebody gets run over by a train and then um, there's an inquiry and nothing changes yeah well san francisco uh yeah wow. we when we used to live uh when we used to work live the old office the old office mm-hmm. was, uh the, put the ballpark directly on the commute home yes so i i definitely feel feel that pain i, I don't i don't miss that at all <laughs> Um, our new our new areas. We're, we're well. We're right now by the freeway. Get on. So it's real easy uh, getting out of here. And Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. And, uh, and there's uh, a Whole Foods. And and we have a that's new. food truck <laughs> thing over there now. And yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I I worked for six and a half years a block over. Oh, and the sale with the Sega Zenga. Sega Zenga. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really funny. It was the fashion design center of San Francisco when we Ooh. moved in. And of course, there's no real fashion industry in San Francisco, so they had a lot of empty space. So people make jeans. Uh, I, but not out of there. Yeah. They're all in the mission where it's cheap. Yeah. But I mean, it's a, let me rephrase it. There's not enough of a fashion industry to support like a six story building yeah. with like 300,000 square feet of retail display space. Um, so, yeah, it was a big, empty glass walled building. And they were constantly for the first six months, they were constantly drilling and cutting concrete, usually underneath where you were working. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, but eventually it turned into an office building. So it's always fun. Yeah. Patrick, want to tell people listening what you're drinking? Uh, well, I'm, I'm currently rocking the Diet Coke. Mm. And when yes, the Diet what's Coke the other not, more scary, interesting thing that you brought? That would be a chameleon cold brew. The October class last year, I was into October class, October cast last year. Yeah, October was, class is a different event. Thank <laughs> you, sir. I'm not even going there. The uh, uh, You introduced me to cold brew coffee. Black blood of the earth yes. is what that is. Which yeah. was a little aggressive for me. Uh, uh, which is saying something because I could drink a pot of coffee at midnight and go to sleep and, yeah. and not think twice. But do, do we make you see through time or anything? Or? No, no. There was there was no time. It was it was just more like uh, I, it was just a very aggressive coffee. 
it wasn't exactly Jersey Diner coffee, but it was leaning in that direction. Well, so uh, Phil Phil Broughton, you should have him on the show sometime. He's an okay. interesting guy. He uh, is like the safety officer for radioactive stuff at Berkeley <laughs> and Lawrence Livermore, but also like vacuum distills coffee to make right. it super concentrated, basically. Many um, of the other coffees he makes, I think, are spectacular. Yes. The Black Blood of the Earth was a bit much for okay. me. It was also okay. my first cold brew coffee. So I was like, I did, at that point, I had never drank coffee cold in my life unless it was two in the morning and I was desperate and there was uh. pizza. Um, so it was like, you know, it was just, it was a, you know, there's certain ways to be introduced to things like, you know, driving or two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a bunch of assholes <laughs> is probably not the right way to do it. You're not assholes, but, but I found this in my local uh, market and it's actually fantastic. Um, Where's the brood? That's a really good question. Probably I, here. I in think San it's Francisco. a Santa Cruz. That would be Can't perfect. Remember. That sounds about right. Um, I'm, so I'm just afraid of black blood of the earth at this point. I don't think I want to go. <laughs> so I it. like how all this, the cold brew coffee, like black blood of the earth is in a very specific, like a uh, dosile. Yeah. 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 Right. The, the packaging. And this one looks like a medicine bottle. Well, this one, this one is very yeah. clearly there's four servings actually, in here. Uh, I'm trying to remember the website because they, they actually will ship it to your house and they sell it in quartz along with pints. Now, is that uh. meant to be drank? Straight, or you just drink it straight out of the bottle? You're supposed to you dilute mix it. with water yeah, or you're vodka. You're supposed to dilute it one to one, or, yeah. or uh, milk, if you want to make a like a, a iced coffee. If you have chicory, then you can make a, like a New Orleans <laughs> ice with that too. Um, but I mean, the thing is, brewing cold brew at home is really easy to do. Well, actually, I, I was looking forward to coming back here just to ask you the the best way to get started and do cold brewing at home. Um, I mean, you could. It can be as simple as taking a big mason jar mm -hmm. and some cheesecloth and coffee filter, uh, like a normal coffee filter, paper right. coffee filter, and you you grind relatively coarse, like you would for French press or something mm -hmm. like that, and do, you know, eighty grams of coffee for a liter of water or a quart of water. Right. Um, and then just put it in the fridge 24 hours and then strain it out using a, you know, any kind of paper filter, whether it's in a, like a Hario, v, Hario V60 or a Chemex, or even if you just take your Mr. Coffee basket out and pour it through there, use a sieve or whatever. Um, and that's really all you have to do. I mean, it is, it is making cold brew coffee is really dead simple. And it, it, <laughs> it, it, um, the quicker between the time you brew it and the time you drink it the better it tends to be depends right. on of course it always depends on what you start with but it, i mean it even it ages better than the normal coffee it does like, age much like better hot brewed coffee yeah. is like worthless in a half an hour and desperate after a day this stuff is probably like you know the cap on this is like 216 2013 and while yeah. it's not going to sit in my fridge for that long if it sits in my fridge for two weeks you know, it's, and I'm having the hell morning with the children. I can make myself a cup of coffee with this and not be in pain. It's, it's actually it's smooth. It's it's delightful. Well, that's the neat thing about cold brewing is it's um, because you don't have the hot water hitting the beans. You end up with a lot less acid mm -hmm. in, the, in the coffee, which, it, you know, if you drink coffee like I do, a lot less acid in the coffee is not a bad <laughs> a good thing. thing. Um, and and uh, it, it is very drinkable. I, I, I really try to drink less soda and more coffee whether iced or hot or whatever um i had stopped drinking this for like almost two years uh and then i started working and in kind of full startup mode at, at revision three and it just became a part of my life again well, so that's that's my next my next step is to wean myself back off of diet coke i mean in fairness it's a, that's a lot easier than that right True. the 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 soda is definitely easier than the than the coffee but and a lot cheaper loaded too. up with so much phosphoric acid it's ripping all of the minerals out that's, of my digestive system there is that <laughs> as well um the one is much better for you than the other yes so um so yeah 
how are you guys I'm holding up over there? We've just been over here fine. chatting. <laughs> Gary's sitting there with his mouth I'm kind of I'm just having flashbacks open. to last year because remember Patrick uh, very uh, courageously did the graveyard shift mm -hmm. with us last year as well, right? You came in in the yeah. wee small hours. I'm a fairly nocturnal human being. <laughs> and I hadn't met you before and I remember being very impressed by your, your just general manliness. And you oh, came right. in here with like this <laughs> manliness, militarized Autobox iPhone case and oh. we're telling all kinds of, you know, oh. crocodile wrestling type stories. And you I decided in the end that you were like the manliest man in tech. Yeah. And now there's a year later you come in with a pink iPhone, which, which for me but tells me that you're even more secure in your masculinity than, I, than I thought previously. Well, there is, uh, <laughs> so this is a, a, a life, one of the life-proof cases for the iPhone 4. Um, it's relatively impact-proof. It is waterproof. It is dust-proof. Um, it has a big yellow warning label on the back. I well, like that. Well, yeah, you're supposed to take this off. Now, is, this the, is this the same kind of case that you had last year? It may be. Because I, I remember it having the the little screw in thing for the yeah. headphone jack. This was this was probably the, the case. The it was probably black last year. The crazy was yellow year, uh, yeah. warning label and stuff. Is that yeah. how impact resistant would you say? Um, well, at this don't point, smash his phone with a ball peen. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. If you hit the screen with a ball peen hammer, one would hit the screen. Now, now, do you just have the kind of lifestyle where you feel like? You need that level of protection, or are you just paranoid? You probably should make sure you don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to need that. The uh, the uh, when it comes down to it, at, at some point I started either the glass became so slick or my hands became so greasy because I was raising children. I started dropping iPhones. Okay, um, and that gets expensive, especially which pocket you keep it in. Yeah, and and uh, I, I you know I did one and repaired the screen. It was I was probably in like a uh, an iPhone 3G, and uh, you know it was, it was one of those things where you replace a whole bunch of parts and you're like that really sucked i don't want to do that again yeah. i'm glad i did that yeah. i i feel all like diy and and you know kyle from i fix it would be like you go you you've helped save the earth this is a good thing and but part of me was like i don't want to do that again and literally you can, you can say naughty words here it's okay mother you, you really can great yeah. <laughs> sorry i'm i'm just so used to uh, no i know you we're very g-rated on Texas. we don't do that here this is this is excellent really as filthy as you want to be so in one of the most fucking irritating moments of my adult life, like literally like less than 48, 96 hours after I've gotten like, you know, you got the money, got the screen, did the replacement. My phone looks like a phone again. It's, it doesn't have a giant, you know, I'm no longer embedding glass in the side of my yeah. face every time I use it. Uh, it was like an Apple event. And some guy's like talking to me, sees Leo Laporte. And he goes like, oh, my God, Leo Laporte runs into me, knocks the phone out of my hand, bounces it down the sidewalk. And I was just like. You did not just do that. You're very sweet. You're very excited. I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. And he was like, <gasps> you know, and then panicked and like disappeared. And I'm like, it's okay, dude. <laughs> and uh, it's a horrible feeling. I like it's it's not a good feeling because you're like, oh man, that's going to be a real pain in the ass. It's probably going to cost me a lot of money to replace <laughs> it or fix the screen or whatever. Yeah. And well, you, well, well, you, well, you had your iPhone yeah. five for only a few weeks, and you've already managed I, to put I a pretty big gouge. Dropped the living shit right? out of it at a concert last weekend. When and you know this is the argument against using your phone as your ticket at places like this. Because as I was going, you know, we were all at an all day thing. I think it started at four right. and went to like eleven o'clock. And every time you get up and go get food or go to the bathroom or whatever, <laughs> you have to show your fucking phone with a ticket to the fascist ushers that have seen you ten times over the course of the day. And, and rules we'll are rules. I and understand that rules people are there. like me at the age of nineteen from being in your seat when you get back. I am clearly like I. Anyway, mistakes were made. I had the phone out. The woman with the flashlight is shining her flashlight on my phone. It's back. You don't need a. And as she puts the phone down, <laughs> whacks my arm. The phone flies. There's a pretty good gouge check out, but, but it oh, was, so I was she actually like knocked the f the phone out of your she, head. She, she wasn't in purpose, you know. I, nothing. It was an accident, right? Accidents happen. 
I was incredibly pissed for about 10 minutes. We were at bridge school. And and Bridge School is a charity to help. Like it is a school. Wait, aren't you supposed to be pissed about the lineup at Bridge School this year? Dot dot dot. I, man, I, I went for Jack White and Steve Martin. Oh, well, that's all I cared about. You're done. And, and of course, you know. And Steve Martin was is amazing mm-hmm. playing the banjo. And Jack White did the best set I've ever seen Jack White do. Uh, I mean, it was it was an astounding 30 minute set. It, it it occurs to me now that the review of that show I read was obviously by a jaded music musician because they did not mention all they were like, it, it was like 400 words on the nightmare that was um, Guns and Roses. I left. I, we left after Jack White. So it, the lineup oh, you was. You stayed and seen Guns and Roses. I fought, I'm not going to see not Guns really and Roses Guns without and Slash. Tommy Stinson and and apparently apparently uh, Axl Rose no longer remembers most of the world. I, know, I, of, I, I, I feel like that's why you would want to stay and see it. <laughs> For like the kind of just the spectacle well, of that. So, like Gina has back problems, and like we'd been sitting all day, and I didn't want to cripple her. And that's fair enough. And the Jack, I, like there was no topping the Jack White set. I mean, I love Neil right. Young, and I knew that they always they have such a big thing at the end of that show. But there's no way they can beat what what Jack White came out and did right. at like ten forty five, ten thirty. And um, sometimes and so you quit left. while you're ahead. Yeah, I mean, we were like, look. I'm going to get pissed off about Guns N' Roses. I've dropped my iPhone. And <laughs> and I've seen Neil Young before. So, I mean, that's great. Let's go yeah. home and not be in bed at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Let's go get home at midnight. Because I have a six months pregnant wife. So, yeah. So you're in the special space. It gets worse before it gets better. It's, you know, she's been amazing. I'm yes. going to go ahead and say, I, she's been eating for two. I've been drinking for two. <laughs> I have a designated driver everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. It's been a fantastic six months. Good so far. I I wish you a fantastic. She's getting to the point now that she's starting to think, "Am I going to get bigger still?" And I think that's probably <laughs> bad, right? E- yeah. You it's know, best just not to think about it. Well, that's what I tell her. Just roll with the punches as they come at you. Right. You're bringing our child into the world. Your body's going to do what it needs, honey. Oh, she's not worried about that. Okay. I mean, she's just. <laughs> she, it's 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 purely a. Um, it's it's purely a like I'm the size of a house. Thing. I'm not going to be yeah, able to fit in the it's, bathroom. It's like I'm, she's worried about getting stuck between cars at the parking lot and stuff like that. You know, it's it's a it's that's a there's there are the real problem. Life's rich tapestry. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Gary's a new father. I uh, need to borrow that line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gave a bit, a bit, a bit between myself and Vinny earlier. We trying to scare Will with all the kind of new parent horror stories, but meconium. Yeah, in fact, Meconium we, came we up earlier today. Yeah. 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 Um, your, your child not producing Meconium for 10 days. Uh, oh, God. Well, and, and, which is, it's, it's really, uh, um, both our kids were born. We had Kaiser for health insurance, but both our kids were born. Kaiser's, Kaiser's amazing, and Kaiser's uh, obstetrics team, baby birthing crew, they're amazing, and, and they do a lot of stuff where they have, like, uh, interns from SFSU. So there were some really funny moments, like, it's intense. Like it was the first baby was much more intense than the second. You're baby. on four. No, God, no. Uh, Seven. <laughs> I know you have a lot of kids, Patrick. Two. Okay, two. They, ju- they just Seamus moves really fast, so he looks like he's about three. Oh, he's like the little Flash. Right? Yeah, he okay. literally is. Uh, he's uh, what my mom calls busy, which is what I was till about twenty five. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, the uh, but we were <laughs> we were laughing because we went in for the second kid, you know and. And it was really, it was one of those moments where it was like, my, you know, we've been watching it. There have been some, some light contractions and, you know, like 11 in the morning or 10 in the morning, whatever it was, uh, a friend of our daughter was having a birthday party. And she's like, I think one of the contractions, like time, she's like, no. So we go to the birthday party and, and things are starting to pick up speed during the birthday party. And after birthday party, we go to pick up my mom from Oakland airport, uh, at which point 
she's ready. She calls, you know, on our way basically down to Oakland Airport to pick up my mom. She calls, and they're like, yeah, you know, be in by 8, and if not, then you have to go through the ER. And, and she's ratcheting up, like, we have to get going, we have to get going. Like, you know, my mom's going to take Seamus, and they go, and we drop them off. And, like, you know, we do the dishes, and we straighten things up, and we get going. And we roll in there at, like, 10.30 or 11, and, and the uh, this big old Samoan guy trying to make time with the security guard downstairs and and he's like oh is this your first child and the security guard's like oh no this is obviously their second or third <laughs> they're way too relaxed for a first child we're like hey you know you go in and have the kid but the first one was like total mayhem yeah you know some you know there's some questions about uh you know there's you know, my wife's blood pressure was up. There were some questions about what was going on with the child. Had the, you know, had the, uh, basically there was a whole lot of mayhem. And it was so funny because we, we met the, uh, we met the, uh, what's the, uh, the, the doctor, you know, who was this lovely 20 something year old, you know, med student finishing things out and comes out and she looked, Probably looks like she's 15. No, 12, 12. Okay. 15, 15 was, would have been a lot less terrifying. And she walks out and she looks 12. She looks like she's in 12 and she stole mom's scrubs. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, we believe in teaching hospitals. Uh, believing in teaching hospitals means, you know, believing yeah. in teaching hospitals. You know, and she comes in and she's an amazing professional. Seamus comes out with a cord around his neck. She whips it off with the thumb, looks at me, gives me the, like the yoke, you know, because my eyes are like, <clears throat> you know, and she's like, it's chill and everything comes out. It's perfect. And I was like, that was amazing. You know what I mean? It was, it was like it was like watching Barry Zito pitch on Saturday. She was just on yeah. it. She was there. Um, the shortstop made the, made the cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. You know, but it's also, and then there's like, they go through the process of, you know, they kind of like, they're scrubbing the toxic waste off of the baby, uh, which would be, of course, blood and placenta. I shouldn't, you know, for, for yeah. anybody who's... <laughs> I hit placenta pictures if you like no, to see I them. No, I would not like Norm already saw placenta pictures once. It was, it was more placenta pictures than... The, uh, yeah, what, what has been seen cannot be unseen. The, uh, but yeah, but it can be, it'll be utterly terrifying at moments. And, and uh, a friend of mine who... Uh, Who's actually getting? I'm actually marrying a friend of mine tomorrow. Not marrying like plural wives, but marrying like I am the the person. You're the efficient. The That's the one. The efficient word. I still have vocabulary. It's good. That's a good thing at this time of the morning. Yeah. Uh, but she she put herself through uh, school uh, and graduate school as a doula, and she was like, "Why did why did your wife wait to do the epidural? That was just stupid." <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's the, the, there's we've learned a bunch of stuff uh, during this process because this is the first kid. And we're, we're both kind of old, so people look at us and they expect, oh, you, this has got to be like three or four for you. But we're asking the first person, first first child questions right. when we go on the hospital tours and stuff like that. <laughs> and because um, you can tell, like you can look at the people and, and well, sometimes they bring their kids with them, which is a sure tip off that they've already had kids. <laughs> but the other is that they're not asking questions about things like the environment for the birth. They're asking questions like, are there private bathrooms in the recovery rooms? Right. And, and, you know, do you still have that crappy ass pseudo couch how's, chair thing? For how's the, the Wi-Fi? Oh, God, I yeah. slept on that thing for a week. <laughs> how, how was that? Awful. Yeah, bring I, but, you know, it's not really that bad because the reality is you don't sleep much anyway right. during that time because yeah. the baby's going to keep you awake and you're so up on adrenaline yeah. and just just amazeballs, you know, that you and fear and everything else that you're not going to, you know, it's not like you're going to be trying to sleep in that thing. Yeah, I mean. But it, I, is aw- but it is awful. I slept in that <laughs> when, when Gina had her gallbladder out years ago and that was... Um, 
Yeah, I didn't sleep well. It's not Although, I mean, it's, it's, there's one of two things going on. Either you're in such a heightened state that you're not even worried about being out of sleep, or you are so exhausted that yeah. you would sleep on anything, and it doesn't matter that it's a shitty couch. And either way works. Either way, you're kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of fine, yeah. Yeah, this, at this particular phase, I had a piece of furniture so foul, that despite the fact that I basically hadn't been asleep in 36 hours and had had two hours of sleep the night before we went in, I still woke up every 15 minutes because I kept finding something else uncomfortable on it. But then oh, yeah. when we finally got home, it was like... Well, they it would have been amazing, but I was waking up every two hours to a screaming baby to yeah. feed it. So. They should sell sleeping bags in the lobby. <laughs> they should sell uh, cots or yeah. like yeah. hammocks. Hammocks would or be Or just good. have a little room that you can go and pay $20 and they'll wake you up in 45 minutes. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> that would yeah. be good. I'm going to go out and get, I'm going for, for a walk. Late night <laughs> massage parlor. Same yeah, service. We'll be back in a little bit. Um, massage parlors in American hospitals. Six hours. This huh? expose Six next. months? Uh, six months? Are you sleeping all the way through again? Or? Yeah, well, we, we, we learned a lot about how not to, to develop the, the child's relationship to sleep with Seamus. And so with Tristan, we're, we're fixing a lot of things. We, we sat down at one point and made a list of like mistakes that were made that we want to do differently this time. Uh, do share. Do share. Well, for, for us, it was figuring out like um, basically going through, uh, uh, you know, sleep training and doing it early and, you know, kind of doing the Mindell's kind of the classic book. Um, uh, where he basically gives you an idea of like establishing good sleep habits early because if you don't establish good sleep habits early, you're going to have to have this nightmarish like basically putting the kid down involves the kid screaming for an hour or in the case of, of my first child screaming for three and a half hours. Oh. Um, yeah, and, and you know, if, if you've never had a child, you can't really, like, I'm sober. I've been sober for 22 years. I've spent most of my adult life telling, like, powerful reptile urges to go fuck themselves, right, because that's how I stay sober. Um, you know, and, and to have something that automatically bypasses all that and jacks into the reptile part of my brain where I'm like, must kill thing, scaring baby. And it's like, oh, it's it's light, you know, I mean, yeah. and then you have to, like, get through that. And, you know, it, it's it's just the baby screaming is like the worst sound in the world because it taps into like, you know, I'm screwing up. I'm a bad. By the way, your baby's going to scream. Yeah. Even if you're the best parent in the world, sometimes your baby's going to scream. scream huh? And there's not squat you can do about that except swaddle and bounce and figure out what works, but it doesn't mean you're a bad parent. Um, they're much harder to break than you think they are. Everybody says um, that, but it's, it doesn't seem true. You will hold the baby like you're holding some, you know, irreplaceable museum piece. And then by two or three, you'll watch the baby ratcheting off of stuff. At this point, it's a toddler and bouncing and falling down. And you'd be like, wow. <laughs> okay. Bouncy. So, Good to know. Well, they're mostly cartilage, so they're flexible. Okay. Yeah. Learn how to swaddle. That's, that's the number Swaddle's one tip. Swaddle is the key. Swaddling is key. Don't be afraid of the bottle. Uh, parenting boards are a nightmare. Uh, parents, some parents are Oh, God, yeah. Don't, don't go on parenting yeah, we, boards. Yeah, we, we figured that out pretty quickly. I used to think that the people that hang out on AVS forums were fucking fanatics. <laughs> And then I then I started to go on parenting boards and just just You're gonna don't get Patrick in just real trouble here. Nah, not even a little bit. Just don't go on yeah, those boards. I, yeah, I, I agree. There's you know my my wife is involved with the board and for the most part it's it's been a good thing. But but you know when when somebody's basically telling you you're a fucking douchebag because you want to discipline your child. Yeah, wow. it's you like no, I mean? no matter what you you do, there's or, always something wrong. Yeah. There, there are a million people that will that will judge you. A tender and, and considerate like parent does not establish boundaries until the child is ready to recognize them himself. It's like, I get it. You're the one with the asshole that's screaming and throwing toys at your fucking head in the toy store. I get it. You're not establishing boundaries until the child is ready. Fuck you. I grew up in the 70s. I'm from the Midwest. We're going to have a few boundaries, and I'm not going to raise a complete 
complete asshole. You're not going to. You're not going to. You're not going to do the. Uh, I'm counting to one. I'm counting to seven. I'm no, I'm, I'm. 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 No, I, we count to five. Okay. And, and and five is some serious shit. Five. Yeah. If we, if we get past five, we've oh. we've made a mistake and lessons will be learned. Three. Three is already pretty bad. Yeah. They um, hadn't invented the numbers. If you're when smart, I two. <laughs> two is the good, the compromise. Yeah, I mean, one, to, one to let, let the parent know. Two, two is two means you're not fucking around, but you know when to bow. Is yeah. that the lesson? Yeah, yeah. it is, and yeah. it is terrifying when you when you see a window into the way a lot of other people are raising their kids, and you realize <laughs> why the world is so fucked up. And why the next generation? Why it's not going to get any better. The next generation is going to be even more fucked up. So when you, you see how the next generation is being raised right now, but it's but it's not just it's it's select people. You know what I mean? Because they were raising people were raising assholes in the twenties and thirties. We just don't hear about them. We hear about the greatest generation sacrificing in World War Two, right? We don't hear about you know bratty little people because there's so much other stuff going on. But but like I I, I remember walking. There's like my wife and I joked about the wedding industrial complex because you go to get. You know, oh, Mary. the baby industrial complex is much worse. Bingo. And, uh, you know, and, and you walk in and, and people are like, well, don't you need insert obscure weird ass shit here? And it's like my person. I remember walking into somebody's house and it was really creeping me out. And this is long before I had kids. And I finally figured out that they would basically turned it into a wrestling room because there was like, you know, OK, so the sheetrock was exposed, but any kind of taped corner on the sheetrock. Um, had foam coverings over it and there was like a special custom two and a half inch thick mat over the fireplace hearth and and it was just like like on one hand I get child proofing because I walked into a room one day and and my son who couldn't walk yet had managed to climb himself up the chair up to the shelves and was flinging blu-rays over his shoulder (laughs) and having the best time and uh, you know I'm, I'm watching this like wow kid's got an arm at least he didn't try to put peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> into the uh, DVD player slash toaster. Well, he stuffed enough pennies into the CD player on, on the car stereo and the Subaru to wipe it out. So uh, How many pennies it, is that? How old is this kid? Well, he's five now. Okay. He's, he's chill. He's, he's, he's relatively chill. Wow. Um, it's terrifying. No. It is amazing what a what a weapon of mass destruction they can be. Yeah, I mean they don't they you know they don't really have boundaries. They don't it's really for life and then their well, own. I mean, a, a three year old is kind of like a cross between your general everyday sociopath and the Terminator because they just keep coming and they're yours and they're in the house. They're in <laughs> the house and they they don't they want something and they really want it and they want it more than anything else in the world until they want the next thing and that they want more than anything else in the world and that's a really interesting game to play is like to teach them that like I get it this is the most important thing in the world in 10 minutes you're not going to remember it but we need to get you past this so we can go on and actually have fun and not bitch about some piece of plastic crap like like in my and 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 how old is your child uh four months okay so in in like 18 months two years you're gonna have this experience where you're in a store somewhere and the 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 person who's laid out the store you're going to you're going to be somewhere doing something there's going to be kind of a time crush and they've done one of those things where it's like the menswear department you need socks you're late to a funeral and they've arranged like 200,000 toys uh, between the floor and waist level you know underneath some you know strategically located area like next to oh an escalator and all you're going to think is someday I'll meet the motherfucker who laid out this store. <laughs> and I will beat them to within an inch of their life. I'm a nonviolent person, right? I, I talk a good game, but like my first plan is to run. The last like time hell you beat attack. anybody was at least twenty or thirty years ago. Last time I last time I got into a scrap was somebody who was methed out of their head at a show at the Maritime Hall, and I 
you know, basically Seems right. inside, just a little inside trip, dropped them and ran. Because, you know, the only thing worse than a skinhead is a methed out, psychotic little 17-year-old kid that wants to fight during a freaking punk show. Yeah. You know, and, and at 30, that's just not attractive anymore. That doesn't seem good. You know, scrapping with skinheads in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, I'm okay with that. Because they were scum and they were beating on other people. But, you know, at 30, I don't want to be beaten. You know, we, we were in New York a few weeks ago and we were talking to the guy who's the aviation manager at the, the like the museum director, the aviation director at the Intrepid, mm-hmm. the director of the aviation, he's like the curator for right. the aviation part of the Intrepid Museum. And he was talking about how scary the Lower East Side of Manhattan was, was. 20 years ago when they yeah. opened that museum. And, and I remember going there when I was a kid, when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I was like, I, man, my parents must have thought this was going to be incredibly educational to haul my ass down here in, like, 1987. <laughs> was well, all I could come up with. Well, it's, it's funny because Manhattan has changed. Um, so I, I, I was in and out of Manhattan probably, like, we lived in Jersey. We used to go see the windows on Fifth Avenue and, and go see the tree at, at Rockefeller Center. And, and uh, uh, my dad worked uh, worked with a bunch of furniture stores in, in New York City, so we went there a lot. And you know, uh, yeah, like, you know, juniors, you know, I was, I was, you know, I wasn't afraid to go get juniors cheesecakes for people in my dorm, you know, at two <laughs> o'clock on a freaking Tuesday in a part of Brooklyn, I probably should have been in at that point. But um, I walked through Harlem to go to rugby practice in the 80s, right? So it, it was genuinely, there was points where like, some of it was actually genuine, like Times Square, like Times Square is like the mall away from the mall. Yeah. Now. And it's brightly lit and it's clean and it's fun and, and naked cowboy guys there. Like after dark, you know, and, and after the theater shut down, man, Times Square used to be one of the sketchiest fucking places on the planet. Yeah, we used to stay in that Marriott on Times mm-hmm. Square when I was a kid because it was cheap because it was right. such a shitty part of town. And all that was around there were peep shows and, and like photo places where you could buy cameras at exorbitant prices. And which is which I'm good with. It was the people. It was the one of my f- first experiences in Manhattan was four or five of us walking back from a club that was like west of the Port Authority. And if you're familiar with Manhattan, like you already know how stupid we were to be like a bunch of kids over there at this club. And some guy trolling up next to a buddy of mine, um, you know tucking a package into his pocket and then pulling out a knife and telling him he owed him money for the heroin you know what i mean like that that was commerce at that part of town you know what i mean it, it, and everybody's just doing business man that's just the way things work yeah well the lower east side's really funny because you know it, you, lower east side you know it was i watched a lot of the gentrification gentrification happen around Tompkins square park and, and north of houston street and you watch houston street start to get really expensive and then there was this part of the Lower East Side where at a school I used to work at down there that I figured was probably never going to gentrify. And, oh, uh, Guns for Kids. Joey's back on it. Oh, Sorry, he's Patrick. back up. It's all about manliness. <laughs> Joey's, Joey is doing a thousand push-ups. Now, it uh, seems like, does it seem like he took our advice and he took like a slightly longer break between he did. sets? He, he, he Absolutely. Took, Knowing that he's got, given himself a nice advantage. He's going really well, but we can't see the clicker right now because no, the we'll get a number holder once he's is done, a little I off think. there. But, um, oh, my goodness. I'd already be exhausted. He's at five. Yeah, he's he's already five. 500 last time we checked in. If I did 500 push-ups at this stage of my life, I wouldn't be able to like. I can move. do five. We found out earlier tonight. <laughs> um, we, Joey Fabelli, oh, one last burn. 577. That was that's, that was another 40 good. right there. Yeah, he's on pace. He's definitely epic. on pace. He needs to do 31 an hour, maybe 30 an hour now for the next um, 15 hours, 14 hours, and he will hit a thousand. Uh, we have people pledging about a, a buck a push-up. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that will bring some money in for child's play. You know, here's, some pu- here's a push-up fact. You, did you know <laughs> the most consecutive one-arm push-ups that someone has done is 2,500 
one arm push-ups consecutively. Two thousand five hundred. That's insane. I'm sorry. It's That's two thousand five hundred in an hour. That's insane. Even so, what's the what? what's the total? What's the current number? Uh, current the total, current I believe, total. is five seventy-seven. Uh, We're up to five seventy-seven. Yep. I also recently watched a video. Someone doing one-arm push-ups on an egg. How do you do one-arm push-ups on an egg? So you That's hold crazy. it. Have, have, uh, the egg needs to be stable. So it, like, right. like the heart is on a little platform. He- egg is held up. But that doesn't mean that Basically. the egg... You're still, you have your palm right on top of an egg. Well, an uh, egg, when it's stood up, has a tremendous strong. amount of structural yeah. integrity. It does. Very, you well, can't crush it that it way. It does depend on the egg. <laughs> um, but a one-arm push-up on an egg, the world record is seven in a row. Uh, because both because of the quality of the egg, you know it, it, it varies. Right. Also, because the tip of the egg, while it's strong, it's an arch. It, the point at which you it hits your palm uh-huh. is, strikes a nerve. Ooh. So while you're doing the push-ups, it's incredibly it, painful. It's incredibly painful. And if you go push beneath ninety degrees, because right. that is the definition of a push-up, your arm, your elbow right. is bent at ninety degrees. That's the the, the Guinness Book of World yes. definition. If right you now. go below ninety degrees while doing a one-arm push-up, the weight distribution of y- your body shifts, begins yeah. to shift, and that's when you crush the egg. So, you so have the whole point is to not crush the egg. Not you have crush to the egg. Perfect form. Perfect Horrible. form with extreme pain on a nerve in your palm. <laughs> one-arm push-up on an egg. Yes. Joey doesn't have to do that, of course. But what he's doing is still far beyond. It is a feat of strength. What any of us, I think, are, are capable of, of doing. Perhaps and I salute him. Yes, I'm alongside that. It's a dollar a push-up, and I believe it's two dollars per push-up for everyone over a thousand that he and can do. And this is one uh, one supporter. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, a thousand push-ups would kill me. <laughs> you got to get a train for it. You know, a lot of people do the uh, the 100 push-up. You know, New Year's resolution. Right. You start at you know, 5, 10, and you work away. By the end of the year, you can do 100 in a row. I bought one of those pull-up bars <laughs> and discovered <laughs> that I couldn't do w- even one single pull-up. Pull-ups are actually one of pull-ups are actually one of the hardest things to do and one of the most profound judges of actual usable strength, not just like, I can bench press 500 pounds, but I can move things. My uh, really close friend of my dad's uh, uh, was drafted in the Marine Corps when he was really young, and... Uh, some gigantic scary officer comes up to him at the end of basic training and he's like how many pull-ups were you able to do when you you know and he, he was like when they come in he was like four it's ridiculous how many push-ups or how many pull-ups can you do now four he's like what you know and, and the, the sergeant who is in charge of his platoon his training platoon was like uh he put on uh 38 pounds in, in muscle while he was here sir well excellent you know and 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 goes on to the next guy in the line it was just like Oh my God! Can you imagine putting on 38 pounds of muscle? Because he had like apparently no body fat at that stage of his life in like 12 weeks. <laughs> yeah, pull-ups are all—it's all dependent not only on your muscle strength but how much you weigh. Yeah, and the weight distribution in your body. Do you ever watch CrossFit videos? No. Oh God, no. I. I <laughs> what are those? I, so, I get depressed and exhausted just walk, just thinking about that stuff. So kind of like the. At some point, somebody decided that most of what we do for physical strength training sucks. I, probably whoever, I'm sure CrossFit, I'm sure CrossFit is trademarked and everything. Well, you learn uh, different things going through PE, physical education class right. in school. Like you're taught, don't do the full setup. Right. You know, use the elbows. Do crunches are better for you. And well, this is this is like going sort of kind of beyond kind of plyometrics and stuff and being like we're going to do a lot of raw physical motion so there's like what they call air squats and doing like 100 or 200 air squats in a row or you know bouncing a medicine ball against a target 12 feet above your head like a 35 pound medicine ball and uh 
all sorts of you know it's horrible. a lot of very oh. different punishing exercises in quick succession yeah. and you have i think like in order to enroll in one of those programs that you have to submit yourself to like an evaluation to there has to be like a base level of fitness that you're not yeah. even you may not even be at it but they say sorry you're just not fit enough to do this fitness program yeah well there's also a certain element of like we want you to pay a bunch of money up front so we can train you in the crossfit method before we'll let you actually participate right. in our monthly fee to participate in crossfit but yeah it's 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 pretty brutal stuff like i can see them being like really big on the egg push-ups yeah. <laughs> yeah i looked into doing p90x for a while and i did the the, there's like a self-evaluation for that. So let, let, before you even order this, right. make sure you can at least do this. And I couldn't at least do that. Do you think that stuff? That and so I got the kind of the one that was under P90X. Mm -hmm. And I found that punishing enough. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I was just barely able to do it. So the idea that there's P90X and then insanity or whatever is, right. the, the, it's just crazy that people can be that fit. So is that P90X, the, the kind of, is that to, to, is this, you think it's intentionally lowballing to bring as many people in as they can, or do you think it's to making it actually realistic warning so that people don't buy it and then return? No, you have to be reasonably fit to be yeah. able to sustain P90X. So there's Power 90, which is the which is the baseline one under it, which I was just barely able, and I'm not physically fit at all. I was barely just able to do it, even though it's like super introductory level. Um, so you basically do that, and then once you've completed that, so you are probably fit enough to do P90X. But people who just jump into P90X because that's the thing they see on TV <laughs> probably do it for a couple of days and they're like, fuck this, because they're just right. not, they're not that fit. Their body's destroyed. They yeah. can't climb out of bed in the morning. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah, you yeah. just want to die the next day. Well, it's still the 90% the, the of the benefit comes in just going from being like permanently sedentary to like getting 15 or 20 minutes of cardio every yeah, day. Yeah, doing oh, anything. Yeah. 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 Walking the dog. Having at a standing, space. not sitting. Yes. Yeah. Like we're doing right now. <laughs> hey, let's, yeah, uh, let's remind people hours. that, yeah, we are some coffee, sitting for 24 hours to do a podcast you for which you can donate uh, to Child's Play Charity. It's a really worthy okay. cause. Uh, if you want to donate, the t URL is tested.com forward slash donate. Even if you're not watching this live or listening to this live, we will have the, uh, the donation widget up for about uh, a week and a half after uh, the podcast. Good point, Norm. So about uh, November 17th or so. And we're also auctioning off a couple items for those of you who are watching it live. The current high bid on the MakerBot heart, custom-made heart that Will made right there, painted red, uh, is $220. If you want to uh, submit wow, a bid for that. bucks. $220. Bucks. Wow. Submit a bid by sending an email to tips at tested.com with the subject line Maker Heart, or Gear Heart. I'm sorry, Gear Heart. In the subject line and also your bid amount. If you put Maker Heart, we'll probably allow that, well, it yeah, well, that, that'll probably work as well. And that auction will be ending, I believe, at six uh, six a.m. in about two and a half hours. Um, we have uh, one more guest coming in. Uh, yeah, so I think Drew is actually in there right now. Maybe we'll get him and Patrick out here at the same time. We can we can all. We can, it's a whole I, lot of manliness. I bet that they're going to have a lot to talk about. I, I want to hear more about Korea. I'd like to hear about Korea. I bet Patrick would probably be interested in, in a, a trip to North Korea. Um, and I mean, I, there's interesting interesting things all around. Drew is a is a man of many talents. So uh, if anybody's listening Archery? to the control room, you should send him in. Oh, Drew Scanlon, pull hey. up a chair here, sir. Uh, right, right there is perfect. In front of the surface. You, yes, just don't spill water on it, please, because it's the only one we get. Well, I mean, we, I guess we could go buy one, but then we'd have to get an online. Welcome to our office, Drew. Uh, Patrick Norton, Drew Scanlon, Drew Scanlon, Patrick Norton. Pleasure to meet you. Um, so yeah, pull up a chair, grab some headphones. Uh, probably the mic, this 
pull that mic over the closer one. Okay. That's that's where you want to be. I love headphones. Um, yeah, so you haven't done this in a while, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week, Drew and Alexis, our previous guest, did a 24-hour Halo playing session and raised, what, $17,000? 17000 yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's totally rad. Um, so, uh, Patrick, uh, we, I, I, we were talking for a while, and I think I just kind of kept like changing the subject. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm feeling a little more human now. I, I, I had a little uh, a moment there. But Drew, earlier this year, took a, a vacation... Someplace kind of unusual. <laughs> you knew this was going to come. All right, up, we're right? going there. Okay, I'm going to yeah. start there. Yeah, it's hey. right there. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't want to encroach on Patrick's time. I want to know where the vacation You're, was. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, um, Drew was I, very... uh, I went. So, 2010, Brad Shoemaker and I went to um, Seoul in South Korea to cover. Um, Starcraft tournament. How's my mic? Am I right? You're good. You sound great. Um, and uh, so we covered Starcraft in South Korea, which is big there. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, when we got back, a user on our site emailed me and said, um, hey, just want to let you know I've been to North Korea. Here's my pictures from the other side. And I was like, wait, wait. How did you go to North Korea? And so he emailed me all this info. And right. I'm like, okay, I'm going. So earlier this year in, in April, uh, me and a friend of mine um, made it happen and went to, to North Korea. That's epic. It was and terrifying. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So so in fact, so how do you in fact make it happen? And apologies to, to the giant mom crowd who's heard a lot of this before, but I think it's it's, it's super such a great story. story. Yeah, yeah. If you're a, a premium subscriber, you can go mm. to. Um, oh, uh, we don't want to blow any premium content here. Uh, it's, no, it's whatever. Okay. Uh, I also have a blog post with all my pictures on it. Okay. Um, fair enough. Uh, you can you can watch pretty much what we're about to do uh, on Giant Bomb if you're a premium member. Uh, so you go through a uh, uh, basically a, t a tour group. Um, the one I use is called Choreo Tours. They're a UK company, but based in Beijing. So you have to go through China to get to North Korea. So you buy, no you buy plane tickets from, to China. Yep. Go to Beijing. Um, I, you will have given your passport and info to Corio Tours, and they will arrange because they have a good relationship with the North Korean government um, for tourism. Because you know, North Korea actually likes tourists because it kind of improves their like brings cash. cash their image yeah. that, and it improves uh, uh, so monies. Are you violating embargoes or boycotts or anything like that? Of the like, no. uh, when you go across the border, are you are you left? Are you out of the help of the U.S. government? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you? Uh, does, does the State Department disavow you? Yeah. Uh, no, they they actually tell you um, to notify the Swedish embassy. So there there are Western embassies. There are. No, there's in, no U.S. embassy, but there is a Swedish one. So that's the one they tell you to oh. notify if there's a problem. If there's a is problem. this the tour company? This is or the State Department. This is the State Department that tells you to notify the Swedish okay. uh, embassy. Uh, you, no, you notify them before you go into the country. Yeah, so I'm they're... wondering because uh, I just watched Argo. Have you seen Argo yet? No, I want to. It's really good. And they go into Iran with the the, the crazy movie plot thing. If you were mm -hmm. in, stuck in North Korea, you know. How would the CIA get you out? I think Al Gore calls, right? Yeah, Isn't Brooklyn. that what happened last yeah. time? Bill Clinton called? Yeah. Which is funny because she was with uh, uh, Linda, it was Linda or Lisa Ling? Lisa Ling. Lisa, Lisa Ling. She was with Current TV, and I actually were, used to work for Current TV. Dun, so dun, I did dun. not put that on my application. No, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, so talk about the application process. So I actually had to hide the fact that I was a journalist because, of course, they do not want journalists. So I was a... Games uh, journalist. I, well, Completely. still. 
uh, video producer. He has a voice. Scary. Uh, so I said I was a website uh, producer, mm. website developer. That's true. Hundred like percent true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I you know you contributed the content, content on a website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, that was that was all. okay. So. Are they do, are they doing this? So they're doing this obviously to bring uh, uh, you know cash from other countries into the into the yeah. Country. I mean, it's not much. They only allow about two thousand people in a year. Okay. Wow. Um, I mean, that's just an infinitesimal. That's just like I, I remember going in terms to, of tourism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, East Germany was a, a, a going to Berlin and, and East Germany it was a big tourist draw. Going to East Berlin, like it was obviously they were setting it up to kind of grab money and bring people in and, and show them how wonderful life in a communist state was. But two thousand people is like nothing. Yeah. So how many tour groups? It's, it's a half this? hour on a border crossing in Canada to you know to Canada or, it's or like the United States. Two and a did half you, minutes at Tijuana. Did you go in with any border. kind of trepidation that you could like end up in a labor camp or something? They could all go horribly wrong, or were you pretty <laughs> chill the whole time you were there? A little bit. Like they, they tell you what to do and what not to do, and Who, um, who's they? Who's telling you what to the, do? The tour group people. Okay. Um, so they're only one of very few tour groups, I suppose. If there are only two hundred, two thousand people a year get to go. Right. Through. Yeah. There aren't very many companies. And what kind of do's and don'ts are they are they telling you? Um, uh, basically just listen to the guides. Uh, we, we had a North Korean guide with us the whole time. Mm. Um, you can't go anywhere without your guide. You can, you can, you can walk around your hotel, but you can't leave it. Um, and basically the, the whole trip was load into the bus, drive to a location, get out of the bus, stay within sight distance, then in 30 minutes, get back on the bus. It's a very Japanese tourist group kind of mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, there was, there was only one time when they let us wander around freely. And that was when we were on a small Island. <laughs> so <clears throat> did they hand you backpacks with different implements of destruction? <laughs> you, you, you shrink the area of the right. Island in which you were allowed or, right. um, so, so, I mean, do you think this is a, like a PR play for, for the North Korean government? Yeah, a little bit. see how awesome it is in North Korea? Right. Because it's very choreographed. <laughs> Everything that we mm-hmm. saw was very, uh, you know they they can't control everything, but right. they really try. What what was the most staged thing that tr- they tried not to make look like staged, or was everything clearly staged? Um, like, yeah, I mean like, the, the, the the government minders that are clearly there all the time. Mm-hmm. Are, are they there just to kind of make sure that you don't wander off, or are they actively trying to kind of present a certain kind of image? Like this is why everything is so great. Look over here. Um, our guy didn't do a lot of that. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, a, she didn't try to indoctrinate us or anything, or tell us about <laughs> right. uh, uh, why we're wrong. She did say a lot about their perspective on things, which um, was actually really interesting. Like what? What, For kind, example. Of, what kind of perspective did they have? Um, the way she described it, uh, you know, we, we we kind of have this view of of North Korea as sort of this saber rattling, isolationist state. Uh, that wants to have nothing to do with the rest of the world and just wants to exist in their, you know, ivory tower or concrete tower. Um, but when you look back at their history and, and, and talk to them, they want to become one with the world. Like, they, they want to reunite... The people or the government, you mean? Everybody. Okay. Uh, they want to reunite with South Korea... Um, of course, South Korea doesn't want that uh, because they don't want this massive influx of, of poor people and a destroyed economy um, and infertile land. Um, China enjoys having a buffer with South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
So they've kind of turned the whole country into a demilitarized zone at this point. Yeah, almost. pretty much. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's, it, it's been that way since the fifties. Yeah, well, it yeah. was eighteen miles wide to begin yeah. with. South Korea is effectively an island, okay. even though it's you know attached by land. Uh, Japan enjoys having a U.S. presence in South Korea um, because it keeps China in check, and uh, the South Korea and Japan shield kind of shields the U.S. from China, so the U.S. likes that. Um, so really the only people that want North Korea to join the rest of the world is North Korea. Um, and their whole, like, save the saber-rattling thing that, that we get is, um, to them, uh, a show of independence. Like, we've been kicked around. Like, they were a Japanese colony right. um, before the Korean War. Uh, and then, you know, the U.S. came in and started all that business in the 50s. Um, so they've been kind of kicked around by superpowers for uh, a while. Um, so whenever they do a parade or anything like that or fire off a missile close to South Korean waters, um, to them, that's them exerting their independence, saying that we're, we're a, a sovereign nation and we can do what we want and the rest of the world isn't going to tell us what to do. So, Drew, what's your activation word? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know, does Vinny just sit sit at the desk all day, just, just going through words, a dictionary, just going through the dictionary from top yeah. to bottom? Um, so what was the first day like? No, I mean, what was I'm, the I'm, what was the application like? Did you have to write an essay? You said it was like a long, like it took six no. months or so. Uh, like it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I just sent in. <laughs> you have to write an essay, really? Yeah. And the U.S. Why, why like I want to visit North Korea? As far as the U.S. is concerned, <laughs> they don't necessarily frown upon this. They just want you to exercise a lot of caution if you are if you do decide right. to do it. Yeah, um, like when I came back to the U.S., I had to put DPRK on my um, customs form, and they didn't bat an eye lash. Uh, but uh, they don't stamp your passport. Um, North Korea doesn't, which is kind of a courtesy because probably a lot of countries right, out there that wouldn't let difficult. you in. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, because I, I know for a long time, if you went to Cuba, like if you flew to Mexico and went from Mexico City to, to Havana then you, you, like, that was, the U.S. government did not like that all, because there's actually a trade, I mean, there's a real serious trade embargo there. Um, and you had to go through all sorts of special processes. Like, I had some friends who went to, to, to Cuba on a mission, like a religious mission to go out and, you know, bring, I guess, God to the, to the, to the you know, the heathens or whatever. But, but they had, they, it was like a two-year process for them to go through and get the appropriate visas and all that, so that they could just charter a plane in Miami and fly the, you know, the 30 minutes to, to, to Cuba from there. Yeah. Um, and I guess this isn't exactly the same. No, it's, 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 you know, they don't go out of their way to make it easy for you, but um, they don't block you in any way. So what? So you flew to Beijing. Oh, yeah. Or you flew, mm -hmm. flew to China first. Yeah, flew, flew, to, flew into Beijing, um, spent a few days in Beijing, um, mm -hmm. you know, doing touristy and stuff. And you said at that point you didn't even know if you would be let into the country. That's right. They don't give you your visa until you're, uh, you know, at the door, um, at the border, at the border. Yeah. Uh, so that was, and you've paid all your money at that point. Yeah. I mean, they would refund you. The tour group would refund mm. you if, if you got denied. So you're um, out the China money at that point, basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, touring in China is not a bad thing. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why we, we took the few extra days. Um, but they, they usually, they don't have a lot of people get declined. Right. Um, but uh, I was worrying a little bit because, uh, you know, at that point I worked for CBS. So. Oh, yeah. Home of NCIS and CSI. <laughs> That's right. CSI Miami. Yeah. 
Um, so what was the, what was the first day like? You 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 how do you how do you get there? Do you go to a border in China? You fly Air Corio, okay. Which I thought was like, oh, the tour group has their own planes, like a little puddle jumper or something. No, this was North Korean Airlines, okay. and they fly these old uh, Soviet Tupolevs <laughs> from the seventies. Well, are they jets? They're no. jets, kind of. Uh, yeah, and they're maintained by you know North Korean and. Uh, Chinese ground crews with their own parts, flight standards. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I was in the back and got tossed around a lot. Uh, How long was the flight? It wasn't that long, like an, an hour. Do you have like a, ha- a hanging strap to hold on to? You have seatbelts and everything. <laughs> no, there are seats. It's actually nice inside. Do they do the pre-flight thing just like we do here? Like, do uh, they stand yeah. up and tell you how oh, to yeah. use the there flotation is, cushion? There is a uh, in-flight safety video. Which is fantastic. Oh, I wish you could see I would that. love to see that. Yeah. I wonder if there's exists any copies. This is what anywhere. YouTube's so for. There's no way to go by grand, ground transportation. There is. You can take the train. They don't okay. allow... They allow Americans to take the train in, but not the train out. Hmm. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I think... I this don't know why. I think they, they assume you're going to like scout the area on the train, and then on the train back, you're going to jump off. I have no idea. That, that's um, where you swim the river if you're if you're a current TV employee, typically, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, we got a whole handbook on North Korean escape and evasion tactics at uh, Current TV. So, okay, good to know. Yeah. It's part of the Al Gore training manual, right? Um, so, okay, so you fly in, you fly into a normal normalish airport. Uh, or dirt, what, like what's the airport situation? It looked like <laughs> an airport, um, but imagine an airport, but you're the only plane. Well, like I grew full, up in Northeast Tennessee. And a we had full airport. size the airport. Langoliers. A full size airport. You're the only plane operator. Wow. And when you say full size, you mean like LaGuardia, SFO, a big ass airport. Yeah. But there's zero signs of humanity. Right. You so know. it's like a zombie movie airport. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You land God. and you taxi, and uh, there's no jetway, of course. So you just you go down the stairs, um, and there's no one. So <laughs> this is like a big airport where they only have like like a handful of flights a day or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just the one. And do you, do you have to go uh, through like through customs airline. at this point? Do you walk through all sorts of right, interior so you, tunnels and stuff, and then you come out and there's a room no, you with just like walk one to dude a, stamping a thing. You walk to a, a building, and uh, everybody walks into the same building, and then there's you know screaming, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and there's rows of people that check your documents, and that was frightening. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, like it's bad. It's scary going to Mexico. I can't imagine what going to North Korea is like. <laughs> Yeah, I got, the guy took out my Nintendo DS and was like looking at it, and I said, "Oh, you put the game," and he played, and he's like, "Oh, okay." So I take three D pictures, and then right. Right. take away your three DS. Um, right. Just to yeah, be not clear, much, not much street pass. I am terrified no, of going through. Like right. going through border checkpoints is always like I never have. I never do anything yeah. wrong. Yeah, I it saw Midnight Express. Scary. Everywhere, like going to Canada is scary yeah. when you go so, through because those guys don't actually, joke. There's they, no laughing. Right. Do they have the new advanced, you know, body scanners or is it still metal detectors? No, I don't. Are you uh, kidding? Well, I'm just saying if you they had the metal, they had the body scanners. They had some metal people do not want to do the body and scanning. X-rays. And yes. I wonder if you can opt out. No, you, you <laughs> follow the ESA guidelines there. <laughs> right. I, I want to opt out of the body scanners right? if you if you want to opt yeah. out of whatever they want to do. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, you want to do this? Right. Right this way. Oh, a troublemaker. Yeah, you can opt out of civilization right there and then if you want. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so then you hop on a bus, I assume? Yeah, hop And on was a bus. it like a tour bus? It's like a, like yeah, it's like a tour tall bus. Thing? So it's not like a school bus or anything? It's, it's not, no, it's, it's not one of Is it air-conditioned and all that? Uh, mm, yes. Yes, okay. it was. 
Um, and uh, at this point, they did not allow us to take photos from the bus. Okay, so they have like they brief you when you get on the bus and say no photos at right. this point. Yeah, uh, they told us no photos from the bus, no photos of soldiers, no photos of anything military, um, no photos of buildings or anything under construction, and no photos of civilians without their <coughs> express permission. Okay, so and you're so, and you're so like there's a cow. presumably in enough close enough proximity to some kind of military person that you would, wouldn't feel comfortable trying to sneak a picture without feeling like someone's going to spot you doing it and say, stop that. It, it relaxed over time. So the next couple of days, we were then allowed to take pictures from the bus. And then eventually we learned that uh, most North Koreans are happy to pose for photographs. They're, all, they're really wavy, too. Um, especially like kids. They, they like to, yeah. like a queen, like a queen wave, or a no, side just to like a oh, camera. Hi, okay. hey. That's or really just cool. even like be, you know being on the bus and you wave at school kids, like waiting to you know go to school and they wave back. So I mean, again, you, know, you talk about the difference between what the way we think of it and what it's actually like from the inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from the saber rattling business, the picture that we often see is just one of kind of bleakness and unhappy people and misery. Do you get the impression that the people there were were unhappy or content or like what's what's the general mood among the the public what i what i thought i was going to see was a lot of like you know 1984 um brainwashed people like you know espousing propaganda um and that's not really what i saw i mean from like people who were giving us presentations and stuff you'd get that but from the average citizen everybody's really poor Uh, they don't have much of anything there even in the uh, the capital pyongyang which is like you know this is the shining example of north korean prosperity this is where all our tourists come um people are really poor and they're just like they don't care about propaganda or anything like that they just kind of want to survive and you know they they do the best they can um uh to be happy um i think we we saw a military parade uh, and we're right in the crowd with the rest of North Korea. And um, I think there was genuine pride in their military because I think they 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 uh, liked the independence um, angle of it. Uh, I don't think it's pride in the same way that their government hopes. You know, I think it's more like all right, we're, we're a real country. Um, maybe things will get better. Um, but generally I, I ran into a lot of, uh, good natured people and, and, you know, they weren't hostile toward us. I think they, they assume all white people are Americans. Um, and Americans are officially not liked. Um, again, these are the people in Pyongyang who understand that we're coming as tourists and we want to see their country, and they're happy to share um, their opinions and their history and stuff like that with you. Um, but even when we went out into the country, uh, you know, we'd play volleyball. And, you know, there there are some things that are universal, um, and those were kind of brought into into relief. Uh, so yeah, they're just, they're you know no matter where you are they're just people. How was the food? Food is all right. Um, I assume that they were probably 
bringing out the the big i mean i'm big guns for you guys i would yeah think. yeah um yeah we were never wanting for food um it's probably a profoundly different experience from the average north korean citizen food yeah, wise definitely yeah. uh not a lot of fruits or vegetables um because yeah. not a lot grows yeah. in north korea right um just a lot of uh weird parts of the chicken okay um organ meat yeah uh but some like really you know delicious stuff uh korean barbecue of course um i had dog meat which was interesting it was kind of like the consistency of shredded pork uh in a soup uh it's a little more fatty and like buttery tasting it was good okay it was weird yeah that's weird that, oh but, i'm uh, eating lassie yeah <laughs> did you know what breed of dog i like you was? a lot less no. now just dog just dog just generic oh, dog yeah. they said they were farm raised <laughs> oh my God, dog farms that, wow. that's kind of horrible yeah. to think about because what pig farms are so well much well i mean no, like, no, no, I, I, just, I, mean, I, look, I love meat I'm i, just I saying, get like, that we make uh, we make an arbitrary dis- distinction between what animals are acceptable to eat and, and what aren't but you know right. that's our culture and some things seem weird to us because yeah. of that i've never invited a pig into my house but like people do you. that though i think they're people crazy keep we pigs, pigs on the farm when i was a kid nobody you don't want to they're horrible animals you don't want them to, do you have no uh do, do i need to turn up your sound drew yeah, are you on the dead channel yeah um, I don't know which one you're on, so I apologize in advance if I blow somebody out here. No, no um, I'm going to try this one. Is that better? Worse or about the same? Hello, 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 yeah, hello. I can't hear anything. Okay. Um, it's it's fine. fine. I've lasted this long. Hello, 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 uh, hello. Hello, 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 hello. Okay. What a good experience oh, overall. That's better? I think okay. so. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so do it again. Did I just blow you out, Patrick? I'm sorry. I wish I no, no, okay. I should have marked to see which ones were which before we started this. That would have been a much smarter <laughs> way to good. do How this. How long were you there for overall? Uh, it was um, like six days, five nights. Yeah. And you, like by the end, were you were you ready to leave? Uh, yes, it was the right amount of time to do it, and I'd do it again if I was going with someone who uh, going with someone probably helps a lot. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went with a friend of mine who who uh, speaks Mandarin, mm. um, which helped a lot. There was a there was a a guy, North Korean, tagging along with our group who was the guide for the Chinese tour groups. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he and my friend uh, chatted a bunch. How, how many people from China go tour North Korea? I'm sure uh, a lot. Are like the friendly nations, like China and uh, Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be Germany. Cuba, hmm. a lot of the friendly communist countries. I wonder if I went, if they would communist figure out that American. Communist vacation has got to be brutal. Almost instantly from the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, the hoodie would give you away, Norm. Uh, yeah. yeah, your iPad mini would give you away. <laughs> 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 what, what was the stuff you couldn't bring? Did they give you a list of things you shouldn't bring? Um, cameras with GPS. Okay. Interesting. Uh, telephoto lenses. Okay. Um, now, cell phones. Like how, so you hold on. You checked your passport and your cell phone in Beijing. Uh, we gave it to the tour group, and then did they bring it with them, or did they? Uh, yes, but we were never allowed access to them. Wow. Yeah. Like you said, when you walked in the customs, the guy saw your 3ds, and you had to kind of tell him or show him what that was. Yeah. Right. Like, would they know if there was like some advanced, you know, telephoto lens or some. Like that—that that was what it was. Probably like, not. Like if I had been a spy with like 
yeah. super top secret gear <laughs> hiding then, in a three DS. So what's the what's the media? James Bond probably uses a, a all mark. state controlled like one TV station. Like what is there anything surprising about like what the media picture like, is? Turning is on like? the TV, there's two channels and they both show the same thing. Um, well, why would you do that? What's the what's the rationale there? No idea. Different languages or like any like is there any? Yeah, one's the SAP channel. Yeah, one has cap, cap, captions. Yeah, one's hard hearing. Yeah, I I have no idea. It was a lot of. Well, when we were there, there was um, the military parade going on. Okay. Uh, so we I chose this specific time to go because it was the 100th birthday anniversary of the founder of North Korea, Kim Il Sung. So the whole country was basically in celebration mode, which is really cool. Um, so there was a lot on TV about that. Uh, and then they kind of fill their programming with um, performances, like video performances, like operas and... and uh, so there's not like North Korean sitcoms. Yeah, no, no soap operas. No, everybody loves Raymond North Korea version. No, wow. So it's basically like North Korean PBS. Is that the thing? It's yeah. Like old. Yeah. <laughs> Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. <laughs> the Learning Channel. It all comes back around. Yeah. The, no North Korean Honey Boo Boo. We assume. No. And of course, no, no internet oh at all, right? Uh, no. I think some. Some upper echelons of uh, the government have access to... But certainly not for the everyday. There's a North no. Korea subreddit. I know. It's an official one, too. They ban people. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, you know, now I just want to, like, ship a million wireless modems and just drop them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Airdrop well, some, some EVDO well, cards. I mean, it was... Drop some LTE hotspots right yeah. in the middle it of was, that. It was funny. It was, it was really weird being in, in East Germany and realizing in certain situations that I was basically being rolled because they assumed they had magazines or cassettes or basically they wanted media and realizing that what a huge influence Western media was at that point, like leading up to the wall coming down and, and the collapse. When, when the were Soviet you in East Germany? Uh, 86. Okay. 85. 85. That was those scary Cold War time. Um, my, uh, I, because of a, a rugby tour, I joined the, the group late uh, and uh, my passport information was, there was this long typewritten, you know, very precise form for getting from, you know, to go to, you know, basically drive from uh, Kirchenbeladen through East Germany to get to Berlin. And then my, my, my stuff was, my shit was penciled at the bottom. Um, that doesn't seem like it would be good. <laughs> it's not a big deal until the bus, um, the bus has a flat halfway through East Germany and, you know, the the east german the equivalent of the state police in east germany or the california highway parole comes up and starts you know jam examining passports and checking your information and looking at this and gets to the bottom of the list and it's kind of like looking at the handwritten information and looking at me and looking at the passport and finally deciding that i'm probably not an east german trying to escape but it was like <laughs> you laugh but like you're 15 and, and the cold war is going on and you're like i'm going to spend the rest of my life yeah in a prison Stassi prison yeah <laughs> it's not good uh, they're pretty intense uh, uh, you border like like I said, border checkpoints are scary. Like even going into Canada, which is the most friendly border checkpoint I've ever been on. Uh, Canada is actually worse. I've been through Mexico. Like coming Canada back driving and Canada flying are two different things in in my experience. Canada flying sucks. Canada flying is bad because there's always horrible lines. Right, and it's usually like a twenty minute flight followed by another twenty minute flight. So it's it's like it's just I for some reason have lame. like a minor panic attack even when I'm flying back into like a country where I'm a citizen. Like that right. that moment where they're looking at your passport. You're instantly they, in every might spy movie you you've ever seen, right? Where you're just like, you're, you're going to be <laughs> well, told your helpless. papers are not in order like, or something. And well, one of the people I work with is in the process of being uh, naturalized and he's married to a local and or getting citizenship and he's, he's married to an American citizen and she's having his child. And, and there was basically a glitch 
uh, with with uh, customs and, and INS. So he had to basically he had to fly home to Great Britain to get some paperwork done so they could finish this process. And then every time he flew, he got sidelined by uh, uh, he, he got sidelined by customs and spent four hours in a room. You know, being asked That's questions great. and and <laughs> you have a bad name is that the problem? No, it's just the list? It, it basically he's he's it takes apparently it takes like six months to for the list to update, oh. uh, no matter how many times. So basically, he tells them they have to call this person at this number, and and they tell him he's full of crap. And then you know, finally, eventually, they call that number, and and they tell them it's okay, and he gets back out. But yeah, being 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 taken aside in a situation like that is, is kind of terrifying the first yeah, few you, times. So, so like while you were in North Korea, you didn't, you didn't want to break the, like you weren't trying to, it's, it's not like when you're on the, the high school field trip and they're like, no, don't go out after dark. And you sneak out of the hotel room. Cause it's funny. This right. is serious. Like you didn't, you didn't bust out the long lens and take pictures of cows. as You're driving around the bus when they told you not to take pictures. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like what, what, what is, what's the, what's the negative? Did they warn you about what the negative outcome is? Did they say, hey, you're going to end up in North Korean prison? Or they were like, no, no. you get deported before the end of your, your probably tour? Like, if it was a photo thing, they'd delete your photos or confiscate your camera. Okay. Um, or really, I mean... Ha, huh, my SD card's on do not write mode. Protect <laughs> mode. <laughs> the, uh, the, I think what they tell you, or the tour group tells you, is that uh, any any bad actions that, that you perform will be... Uh, will impact your North Korean guide because they oh. are responsible for you. Oh. Um, so that's that's what, you know, kept me from taking any too many oh, that's unnecessary risks. That's a smart risks. strategy, yeah. 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 You put a human face on it. Yeah. One of the one of the great secrets. Yeah. But you I know, mean, I don't think you'd be motivated you enough to not mess around with North Korean security while you're there, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you think there's plenty of good reasons to not annoy these people. Yeah. Because so, you just never know. And you know what, respond. if if you, uh, you know, we behaved ourselves and then were allowed to, you know, more freedom as a result, so. So what's next uh, for you, Drew? Cuba, Iran, some other axis of evil? I don't know. There's, there's, where, where, can you go to Iran? You, that's completely out, right? Don't go to you Iran. You can do anything if you really, well, really, really want to. Yes. I mean, I mean, I mean as not various even... backpackers have discovered to their, <laughs> to their detriment. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's probably a legal... A legal moderately safe way to do that right I, I don't know i don't really have any desire to go to iran okay um there's a few things on my list okay yeah Ooh, Ooh. you got the bug what you got the explorer's bug yeah nice. well i mean you see the stuff like tibet and and taking the pressurized train you know t- uh, 23 days or whatever from from you know the coastal china up into the up into the mountains that stuff sounds like it would be fun you know there's unrest there it's not quite the same kind of unrest i guess I, I have a friend of mine who had to leave the country who was married to a, a citizen of DePaul, and she she might argue okay. that with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but almost certainly, probably. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, hey, so it's uh, been oh, two it's hours. Oh, time for another switch. It's time it's for some time exclusive for live content. Live feed-only content. <laughs> uh, this is uh, block five of Octobercast. Oh, we are ten goodness. hours in, gentlemen. My ten goodness. hours. Uh, we're going to take a quick break to change tapes and, and reboot the Nintendo SNES in the back that's powering this whole thing, and we'll be right back. Yeah, I was laughing when I walked in. I was like, wow. Look-